Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? And matching his shirt, Connor's here. Yeah. Oh, Matt's shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah Matt's shirt. Matching my yes. shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, today today is is NXT Takeover as we record, and as I bump my computer with my fat knee. Um, <laughs> Somewhere in my, my, my Johnny Wrestling shirt. Hmm. Very excited. I didn't even realize that story time. Is it Survivor Series yeah. weekend? Is that it, it is Survivor okay. Series weekend. And oh boy, what a mess it's been. Uh, but we got, we got Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar for the, you know, champion versus champion. So, yeah. Okay. It, Interesting. It, I, I went to sleep on, on Tuesday night and woke up Wednesday. It was a whole new wrestling world. So... Uh, so I say I'll be bringing my iPad with me on vacation so I could watch bits and pieces. Carlos was riveted by this conversation. I, I, I thought this was a DC Comics podcast. You've not even mentioned this yet. Hey, hey, hey. He, he brought it up. He, he continued it. <laughs> this he is all on Matt. Yeah, but Pete, you're the host. You're supposed to exude some kind of control. I'm the wild animal. We all know this. Yeah, but I need to let everyone know you're a wild animal. So I need, I need to let you show it every so often just for the, the character sure. building. Uh, you know, true. so yeah, we talk about DC Comics on this show uh, traditionally, and coming up on this week's episode, we have the finale to Mister Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Gerrards. Uh, that is Mister Miracle number twelve. We have Wonder Woman fifty eight, the start of G Willow Wilson's run. We have Detective Comics nine nine two, Superman five, The Flash fifty eight, Supergirl twenty four, Catwoman number five, Titans twenty nine, Hawkman number six, and Plastic Man number six, which is the final of that miniseries. That's what's coming up on the show. Mm-hmm. Packed pretty, week. Pretty packed. Yeah, after oh, last week, which was the the opposite of packed. <laughs> they could really do with spreading them out a bit more, couldn't they? They, yeah. they could, especially well, this week, because I, I went from having like nothing to buy last week, you know, physically, to all of them. Like all my physical books come out on one one week, so mm. it's quite the whiplash for my comic shop. Yeah, one week they're like, "Oh, I think Matt's slowing down. I think he's giving up. Yeah. Maybe, he's, maybe he's not coming in anymore." Following week, here's a stack of ten. <laughs> exactly. So, and you think I'd learn my lesson after having to move all those boxes? But nope, got to have them. Mm. I want a graph actually of how many books Matt's buying physically, like where it was before he moved, where it is now, right after the move, and where it'll be in six months when he's forgotten how much pain pain I'm, it was, and he's just starting yeah. buying everything physically again. I, it, that's what happened last time. The, the last time I moved, I was like, yeah, I'm going to slow it down and then crawled my way back up. And So I'm sure there's some kind of echo it, there. It happened to me after I moved. You know, when, when I was getting ready to move, I was like, no, Joe, what? Cutting down. And then I moved. And then six months later, it was just back up to pretty much the same amount. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> it doesn't have to rhyme to be poetry, though, Pete. Just so you know. I know it was, a, it, was a, it was a Star Wars prequel dig, Matt. <laughs> okay, I was paying attention. Anyway, um, we do have some news to talk about. We have to start off with some sad news, actually. Um, it, it would be strange in a comics podcast not to discuss the passing of Stan Lee, which happened this week at the mm-hmm. age of ninety-five. Probably the biggest single creator in existence, really. Huh? Yeah, probably. I mean. For, um, for for good for good and bad I mean I know a lot of that system that he helped create 
didn't necessarily create the best work environments, right? Mm. Uh, and he did bankrupt Marvel. Uh, I want to say a couple times, but what, what a start us... to the celebration of Stanley's life. Matt's right in here with the negatives. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because now you can go into the positive is that he gave us the modern comic book era. You know, him and him and Jack Kirby, him and Ditko. Like, yeah, it, you know, I mean, obviously, like we we're, we're DC guys. Obviously, I think when you talk about creators, you're going back to okay, who created Superman, who created Batman, um, but none of those guys created as much as Stan Lee did. Um, no. And I think the other argument I'd put in here for how just in, just to bring it into context of a DC comic show, what would DC comics be without competition, like serious competition, mm-hmm. and would that competition even exist if it wasn't for Stan Lee? Probably not. And even the the relevancy of just just this week, you you can look at you know Mister Miracle, yeah. a book that only exists because of Kirby and that you know right. the, and it, and those original creations of the New Gods came about directly as a result of his work on Thor with with Stanley. Yep. So you know, well, I mean, Funky Flashman looks an awful lot like Stanley. Sounds a lot like Stanley as well. Yeah. yeah. So you know, there's his legacy. He, I mean, he even showed up in the Teen Titans movie this last summer, from what I hear. I still need to see it. Yeah, I need to see it either. But... Yeah, apparently he has a cameo, and it's pretty great. So he was, he crossed the cultural divide of comics. You know, and he's not, at this point, he wasn't just a Marvel guy. Sure, he's made, known mainly for Marvel, but I think he was shared by everybody. You know? Yeah. It was it was a big one. It's like I mean, it's not that some deaths are more important than others, but there's somewhere you're kind of you know the 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 fallout from it's going to be that that mm-hmm. much bigger because of how how much yeah. they created, how much they still meant to everyone. Um, and I think Stanley, you know, making all those cameos and all those movies in the last mm-hmm. you know, ten fifteen years kind of adds to this this just just. Yeah. It keeps him in the public conscious, though, so, so he, when he it be- finally yeah. happens. Yeah, I know. He became an icon in the way that no other comic creator is. Not really. Where mm-hmm. you, you could talk to you know an average Joe on the street who doesn't read comics. A lot of them will know who Stan Lee is. Yeah. yeah. You know, just they'll be like, oh, yeah, he's the, you know, the, the guy in all those movies, right? If, to a lot of them. But mm-hmm. that's still more than... What ninety five percent of of comic creators? I wonder. Yeah. I wonder when that crossover happened because obviously no one noticed them in the first couple of cameos, right? Like these average Joes we're speaking of. Mm. Yeah. I, I wonder how many cameos it took before they started going, "Hey, it's that same guy again." Oh, it's well, that one again, and then. Yeah, I know. It goes all the way back to Brian Singer's X Men in two thousand. That's the first time I remember him seeing an cameo. He yeah, he's at the beach when the senator washes up. Oh, okay. All unified. It wasn't yeah, in two though, beach. right? It was. I remember it being three. It was in three. It was uh, on a garden. It was uh, watering yeah. some plants with 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 Gene. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't. I don't remember in two, but I definitely know in one because I remember Wizard making a big deal about his cameo. Cool. So, but then again, that was so insular to to the fandom. You know, that was in a comic books magazine talking about Stanley showing up. Yeah, um, and he still popped up quite a bit over the next few years right you know in various places like you know the the spider-man movies it's i don't think i don't think most people really caught on till you know during the mcu stuff actually the first time i remember there been an audible reaction to stan lee's cameo was iron man 2 because he was in iron man he was in incredible hulk i think iron man 2 when when i saw him in that 
that was the first time I remember hearing like a, not the whole audience, but a sizable portion start laughing because oh hey it's mm-hmm. Stanley cameo. Um, that, that was the Larry King one, right? Yeah, was yeah, because the first the one was the, the Hugh yeah. Hefner esque okay. cameo. Um, and I feel like whereas now when we see the cameo, I, I hear the whole audience kind of giggle to themselves yeah. and go, "Hey, it, Stanley!" It's, no, it, it's it says a lot that you can be uh, you know the one in at the end of a uh, Big Hero Six. Mm. Yeah, and the audience for that is all you know. They all yes. get it. Yeah. Well, that was mainly for kids. You know what I mean? Like right. But even so the there's kids a whole gener- like getting yeah. it. Exactly. So that that's where it, it hit that huge thing. It wasn't just you know the the parents. They're going, oh hey look, this this one landed with them too, which is again cultural. My, I mean Kevin Smith put him in Mallrats way back in the nineties. Yeah. Like. You know, made made a a thing out of him. So yeah, that's going back. I, yeah. Uh, like, enough, one of my favorites of these cameos is probably still the first Amazing Spider-Man. Which say what you will about the movie, but his cameo in that when Spider-Man's fighting behind him. Is he's it, he's the one wearing the headphones. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was a good cameo. Yeah. Um, actually, my favorite recent one actually is the most recent one, which is the Spider-Man game. And I think it's because... That's a I, very good one. Because I think it's because partly I didn't know it was coming. Because obviously, I go to the movies, I expect the Stan Lee cameo, but I didn't necessarily consider it for the game. And No, I, I'm the same. And because there's, you know, the game's longer than, than a film is. Yeah, so you've, you've played a lot, it for like, Even if you know where that there's one coming, you don't know when it is. Yeah, you're, you're, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I think you're like... Depending on how much save stuff you're doing, you're maybe ten hours or so into that game before you get to that point. Yeah, and it's just kind of out of nowhere almost. Yeah, because because they're just leaving us the store, and I need to, someone you hear his voice, and it, the camera cuts to him, and it's you know it's CG hmm. Stanley, which CG Stanley. What is that rhyming in? Yeah, which is, which is funny because I, I think something that's going to happen now. I know he's filmed uh, cameos for Infinity War two or whatever we're calling it. Um, so we're going to see a couple more, which is going to be kind of emotional now, actually, now that he's gone. Um, I fully expect there'll be at least images of him popping up in every future movie, even still. Um, yeah, yeah, I know the, the Marvel Netflix shows were doing that. You know, I just yeah. had the posters in the background. I hope they kind of do that. I don't know if... I don't want just CG oh, no, versions of want... him. Because I think there's a, there'll be a temptation for them to do that, I think. Did he ever show up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I could. I could also see like a statue, like a bust of him, like in like a museum yeah. or something like that. I could see like mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Do we know if he's gonna be in the Edge of Spider Verse? I would imagine he would be. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll be surprised if he's not. Because they announced mm-hmm. he shot five cameos Septemberish last year, which if you're assuming they're just the next five in order, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the MCU specifically. That would be Captain Marvel and Avengers Four, and they specifically mentioned Avengers Four, so that's the one that you can, you're right. pretty much guaranteed to see him in that. Yeah, which is oddly fitting that that's his last like yeah. real cameo. I just, what if he's like Tupac and he just keeps having these cameos pop up, like long after he's gone, starting to confuse people. Well, you pe- know? people like, say it's a conspiracy. He's actually 113 now, and he's, he's yeah, still going. and he's just yeah. yeah, he's still just rolling stuff out like. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's a hell of a. Obviously, was, was, I always spoke a lot about the cabos because that's like I think in the forefront of everyone's mind because that's what he's been doing these last, you know, decade or so. Oh. Um, but well, I, mean, I think it was was it his uh, his daughter that said that he was working on creating a new character. 
Um, mm. And she's hoping to finish it off uh, and get that going. I think with Marvel. That'd be nice. Yeah. Nice um, to see. Uh, do you guys remember him doing uh, if Stanley had created the DC universe and there are all these one shots of him tackling the different superheroes? I, I remember them existing. I never read them, but yeah, I remember them. Yeah. yeah so I, I read the Superman one and it was rough. I was like, who? I'm glad Stanley didn't create Superman. It's such a weird thing, though, is, like, what would you do if you were creating this? Well, if you created the character, it'd be, you'd be doing it from scratch yeah. rather than adapting something that's exactly. made. And that's, <laughs> and that's what he did. And that's what was cool. So in, in that version, Superman was an intergalactic policeman that had crash lands on Earth and gets marooned. And instead of, you know, being raised by the Kents and whatnot, he decides to fight for justice the way that he knows how, you know, and bring in these alien... Uh, criminals that have come to earth as well uh that's really cool the batman one batman was a, a luchador wrestler like his big yoke dude <laughs> that fought crime in the streets it sounds like you'd love this one Matt. yeah it was weird though like he wore an actual bat costume like it was very much like morbius from the animated series <laughs> right. like this big you know and and his robin wanted uh revenge on him so there's this whole thing it was it was fun, but I'm, you know, some of those things where you're like, oof, I'm glad this didn't take off because these are not the, the same things. Yeah. And I'm sure it, had they done the reverse, like had Marvel created Superman or Batman, we'd feel the same, you know? Oh, yeah. So, but, well, wouldn't, yeah. the it's a experiment. wouldn't the equivalent be like, I don't know, I guess Jeff Johns is the big DC guy I can think of. Not, no one really compares to Stan Lee in that sense at DC, but... No. Um, you know, if he created Spider-Man, what would it be? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not even like John's. I mean, he's created a lot of characters. Don't get me wrong, but he's not yeah. created any of those pillars, right? Whereas Stan, no. it's not like one person at DC created Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, yeah. and Green Lantern. No, <laughs> like, St- Stanley created I mean, the Marvel universe. As yeah. Gar- now. Gardner Fox is close, though. Like Gardner Fox mm. created a big chunk of the Justice League. You know, characters from this, Green Lantern. Yeah, the Flash. Silver Age version specifically, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Silver Age. Um, Julie Schwartz, is, as an editor, had a lot to do with there too, but um, but yeah, no, he he was a pillar, and I know a lot of people like to you know like stand and do it by himself, and no one's saying that he did, but the fact like you look at these characters that he helped create, and what they're doing now, from Spider Man to I mean, he made Captain America relevant again in the '60s. He he turned a a industrialist warmonger into a, a hero in iron man you know uh daredevil was this blind lawyer like they were all they all had these little hooks to him that, that's a point given you know, the other the era that, that his his work mm. comes from have you guys read much of it i i've read about i, I read like almost the whole first omnibus of his x-men stuff uh, and it's it's yeah. very progressive for its time, like yeah. you know, because obviously the X Men as a concept are, is about yeah. how, tackling racism, bigotry, and stuff like that. Um, but typ- typically, he was a very forward thinking guy. Well, uh, yeah, that, that's been in the news again this week. You know, it's some of his old, uh, you know, letters columns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where yeah. He, he used his, his soapbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, no. I mean, I mean, a lot of his were were kind of progressive, you know. And he yeah. wasn't. I, I mean, Black Panther. Think about that. Like he used Black Panther before it became known to as the, you know the political party. You know, like he took that that did imagery. He, did and he create Black Panther though? 
Was that what uh, it is? So, yeah. I'll take your word for it. I just didn't, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, in Fantastic Four. Oh, I knew, I knew you'd done Fantastic, yeah, Fantastic Four, yeah. Four. I, 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 I didn't know about Black Panther either, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, if you say no, less things that Stanley co-created, uh, I'd be like, all right, Spider-Man, X-Men, Hulk. Yeah, a handful of things from Marvel that you could say, oh, he didn't do that one. That yeah. I'd, you know, like, even the then, like, head, I could go with certainty. Because one of them you would say is Captain America, but even as Matt just said, he kind of created with the modern version of Captain America, even if he didn't yeah. create the character. But there's a handful, like, you know, like that, and uh, Wolverine, right? some of the the big ones where you go right okay that's not stanley but there's only a handful that spring to mind immediately as with certainty i know that one so 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 i double checked with uh black panther and yeah first appearance was fantastic 452 um well there you go yep created by stanley and jack kirby so fair enough so no i've the only thing i've really read is uh his thor stuff um yeah which is pretty good it's it holds up to the point where, you know, I read it earlier this year and it was still perfectly readable. I, I have, like, <laughs> nine volumes of the, uh, what do they call them? The Not the archives, that's the DC one. Uh, Masterworks. I have, like, Masterworks, nine volumes yeah. of the, the his Spider-Man Masterworks. We're just waiting to be yeah. plowed through at some point. Well, now's as good a time as any. Yeah, it yeah. very well be. Um, but, no, uh, obviously he's got an incredible legacy and it just, I mean, it's funny because when we we do uh, news shows every week, me and Connor uh, for TV and movies, and I I don't typically bring up deaths on them because I don't mm-hmm. like the idea of saying okay this one's important enough to talk about but this one isn't, you know mm-hmm. I I hate I hate making that that choice so I just kind of as a blanket rule don't really bring them up. Um, I think for it's comic Stan, show though, though, Stanley's yeah. just too big to not talk about yeah this i think way. we do we do on this show a little bit more in general and because we've done it a few times we talked about Len Wein when he passed away i remember yeah that. i think it's a case of comics just being a smaller industry by yeah. comparison there's a lot less big deaths you know you get you know a handful a year really com- compared to movies or tv where i mean we've, we've all seen the sections that you know the award shows of how how many oh, there sure, is yeah. given you yeah stan's um, gonna have to be in the memoriam right for oh, the yeah. academy awards like they're not going to leave him out. The the, no the biggest money making enterprise right now exists because he created all those characters. Yeah. They, yeah. Like they have to yeah. put him in there. Yeah, like I, because they they left people out. Like they they left Roy Scheider out the year he died. That's um, weird. That's maddening. What? Yeah, I don't I don't know why, but but yeah. So I just don't want Stan to be forgotten in that way, you know. Because like Pete just said, the biggest money maker no. exists. Cause... Uh, I use every so often they they don't include someone to say no no we consider them more of a, a TV uh, you know role rather than a, a, in the movie right. industry. But I think I I would assume that that Stanley should be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So no, I think we'll leave it at that. But it's uh, yeah. Rest um, in peace, Stan the man. So he 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 wore that title well. Yeah. But yeah. now him and the king can. Just go and recreate oh. heaven, and it'll be crazy when we get there. Yeah, the one the one that got me the most was someone had had done the sketch, and it's Stan walking through the pearly gates, mm. and this ethereal hand reaching out to him and going, "So hey, I hear you're really good at creating universes," and it just it made me feel warm and fuzzy, and just like, oh man. Not not to say try this, but one of my favorite pieces of we'll call it memorial art uh, online. Mm-hmm. Um, is after 
I think it was after Wes Craven died. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't because he went first. It was. Uh, it was after Romero died, who did the, mm-hmm. the you know Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, right? Um, and someone put him in a theater with Wes Craven and Toby Hooper had already passed away, and it was just kind of like, uh, oh, and all, I, and the sad part of me thought, oh well, it's just John Carpenter now, <laughs> and then the, the, <gasps> and then the you know the, the 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 Rushmore of the horror directors will be complete, <laughs> but yeah, um, but no, it's just this really sad thing, but it's really sweet at the same time. It's like, all right, okay, so so you imagine that King and 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 Dicko up there. And like up here comes Stan. It was nice and quiet. And here he comes. <laughs> they have peace for, for a few months. Exactly. All right. Well, we do have other bits of news. A um, couple of things. So first up, we get a mini series starting in February that was announced this week. It's called Female Furies, and it's um, Big Bard and the gang. And we have uh, Cecile Castellucci, who worked on Shade the Changing Girl right in the book. And then we've got Adriana Emilio, who's just done Plastic Man miniseries, uh, doing the art. Um, so it's not spreading out of the King Gerards book, uh, although Gerards will be providing variant covers. Uh, not even variant, sorry, just the covers for all six issues. And um, yeah, so... The story will begin with Granny Goodness, whose sadistic techniques have brainwashed thousands to die for Darkseid. Growing frustrated for her... Oh, I'm cutting this off here. Oh, no, 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 I've minimized it. No, don't do that. Right, there we go. Um, <laughs> Pete's computer has betrayed him. Growing frustrated. <laughs> Curse this sudden, sudden but inevitable betrayal. And I realise it's backwards on the screen. doesn't matter. You get the point. Um, yeah. That's what my short says. Uh, but what does a thirst for equality and recognition look like when it happens within a deadly, backstabbing evil hierarchy? Female Furies aims to take a complicated facet of the DC Universe and draw a modern, standalone story from it. The series is set before most of the famous Furies, Big Barda, escaped, like Big Barda, escaped Apocalypse. Uh, Castle just said she'll be pulling on a thread from Mr. Miracle Number 8. So that's spreading out of it, but apparently she's taken... Inspired by. Yeah. So... Uh, I assume so that you, was the. You could imagine. Go ahead, Pete. I was gonna say I assume that was the issue in the hospital when the Fury showed up. Yeah. 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 That they that like yes they've tried to murder each other but deep down they're still a family, and they care about each other, you know. And that was probably my favorite dynamic in that book, was them all at the hospital, just kind of waiting around. Yeah, the mundanity of it all. There's yeah. the absurd mundanity of it all. Uh, so that's was interesting. Um, I didn't really like Shade the Changing Girl, the first issue that when I read it. Uh, yeah. Although a lot of that was to do with the art that I despise with every fibre of my being. So, God, that art was gorgeous. Oh God, no Especially way. those colours. <laughs> oh no. That book know. was insane. I have no idea what I read. <laughs> same goes for same goes for Doom Patrol. Oh, Doom, Patrol Doom, Doom Patrol was a lot better. I still need to go back and read that. Admittedly, past first issue, but yeah. um, I was intrigued by Doom Patrol. Um, times. All right, and then the other news we've got, we actually have some news about the Detective Comics 1000 coming in March. Oh, and they're doing a very similar thing they did with action in that there's going to be a hardcover. I wonder how confusingly named it will be this year. As Matt's dog gonna, starts going yeah. nuts. Um, but yeah, they so, don't make it easy, do they? They never do. Uh, oh, Matt's shouting over. Yeah, so this is first like a silent movie. Watch on what's happening. You need uh, subtitles. Yeah, um, yeah I didn't. Don't forget to, to mute my mic that time. Yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. good. That's good, because you've done that in the past. Progress. You started shouting into the mic. <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously Detective Comics 1000 is coming um, in March, as well as the Detective Comics 80 Years of Batman. 
I wonder how many people order this thinking they're getting 1,000 in the hardcover and uh, <laughs> have to send it back. Uh, so, not, not too much details, but it does list a bunch of creators who are working on it. Obviously, the, the run that will be ongoing at the time is uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Doug Mankey. They'll be doing the main story in 1,000. Uh, which you know will be a, a fraction of the whole book because apparently this one's going ninety six pages, so uh, look forward to that. That's but what the, action was right. I think action was eighty, but I think the okay. digital was a bit longer because we had a bonus story. Because if you remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it shot. works out the same because um, the physical version got the pinups. Ah, sure, okay, yeah, so it's probably eighty either way, give or take. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Best either ones. way, that's a, that's a lot of story. It you is, know, yeah. Like, uh, so Do we we're getting they're stories? doing the, the oh. same thing with the covers, the very all the the decades. Yeah, I hope so. Don't know. I, mean, they may, I could see them doing that. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but the creators we've got on outside of the main story, we are going to have stuff by Jeff Johns, Brian Michael Bendis, Paul Denny, Christopher Priest, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams, Kelly Jones, Dustin Wynn, Alex Maleev, and more. Boy, that is a murderer's row. Yeah, I will happily take a Maleev Batman story. I will want it in my veins. Yeah, Bendis Maleev. <laughs> you just yeah, put Connor off. <laughs> well, you know, the, the worst part is that's the obvious pairing out of those names like to, put, yeah, but... to put Maleev with. But I want to see Maleev with Johns. Yeah, I mean, switch it up know. a bit. Johns, Johns and Wayne would be pretty great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the companion hardcover, just to give you a quick couple of details about this, uh, it'll have some unpublished comic shorts from Batman history, including a Levitz Dennis Cowan story from the original layouts from Detective Comics 200 uh, by Lucier, uh, Lucier Swartz and Bob Kane. Uh, and it's going to have essays by a bunch of different comic, you know. Ooh, people. I do like essays. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I, I, I know, I love essays in my comics. You know, when you get like uh, some of the image comics and some of them put like the, the, the essays at the back. Yeah, the, so the Brubaker Phillips stuff. That's the reason I buy everything in singles. Yeah, they have they have <laughs> fantastic essays. Uh, yeah. A lot of the Gillen books, uh, the the phonogram essays in particular, are incredible. And uh, the silent movie of Matt's dogs continues. Okay, so yeah, so that was the Detective Comics one thousand. It's kind of expected. Oh, he's up. Oh, he's not happy. Oh. I feel like we need like a little bit of a you know like a piano roll going. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just his screen should go black and white. If only we could be bothered to do this. The black and white one is actually quite easy. I could do that. Yeah. If I wanted to, to spend time on it. All, right. uh, all you have to do... I heard what you guys were saying still. Okay. And all you have to do is do, the, do the, the the frame rate thing where it makes it look all jumpy. Oh, yeah. I'll just take away some frames, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do it. I don't know. I went just came from grocery shopping and the dogs decide they need a bark and let me know. And it's like, guys, I get it. Just stop. Just shut the door. Uh, so yeah so that, that was the strictly comic news this week um but uh just to mention it so so as per usual there was a comic cover done for the 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 tv crossover that's coming up elseworlds um i don't know if you guys saw this yes yeah it was pretty cool uh it's something wacky about seeing this with superman and batwoman on it as, as well as the uh, my favourite part of it though is uh, Jeremy Davies' character, the mad scientist at the bottom, just looking really like maniacal and be like, "Yes." He looks very Hugo Strange. He does. He does. 
very sorry got Hugo Strange. Uh, and it came with some plot details as well uh, this week. I don't know if you're curious. I didn't see just on the on the the, the cover. Yes. This one wasn't uh, like a, a classic cover that they were aping, right? No, this was a new one. In I fact, think so. it even had the, uh, the the new trade dress, or not trade dress. You know, the, the box in the corner with the yeah yeah the the the, the rebirth box that we've yeah. been having. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was noble because all the other ones they've done have been these classic covers, and this one was like, oh no, that's just something original. Well, they're, they're doing this freaky Friday thing where Oliver and Barry swap places, and no one knows except Supergirl because she's from a different Earth. Well, they, well, they uh, know themselves, but no one else in the world knows. Right, okay. So Supergirl gets brought in because she can actually tell... She's like, wait a minute, why have you two swapped? This is weird. You know, when when I think you've already made that joke, but we wanted Felicity to be bearable. We didn't mean make her Iris. <laughs> Except that she's not. They're, they're staying the same, Matt. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so oh, basically, no. the, the teaser that's out that you can go watch is... Uh, Oliver waking up next to Iris and then her calling him Barry and him just being confused as shit. Oh, I don't like this. I like, <laughs> oh. I like when you just flop the whole thing Elseworld style, not just like Freaky Friday-ing it. Like, no, just, no, just, no. Just it looks them. like it could be fun. It does. <sighs> There's potential here. You got Psycho Pirate, we got Monitors, we got all sorts of shenanigans happening. I, 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 sus- I suspect <sighs> fun times. I do too. Uh, yeah. I heard uh, the legends nice. might actually be uh, getting a little bit of a cameo. I did. I did hear that as well. Um, I I would assume towards the end. I imagine they, they said in the popular. third hour. Yeah. So that yeah, makes that cool. makes sense. Um, so, so is it just Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow? Yeah, yeah. Just, crossing? Just, just those three shows. Yeah, it's a three night okay. event. So. Um, All right. That's cool. Uh, I'm like, I mean, last year's was really good. Actually, I really enjoyed Crisis mm-hmm. on Earth X. It was by yeah. far the best one they've done yet. Yeah, my my only disappointing like tidbit that I've heard about this one so far is that it's let unlike last year, it's going back to feeling a bit more episodic, where each one does kind of feel like you know this is a flash. Although the flash episode, I think, will have Oliver Queen as the Flash <laughs> and vice right. versa. But so you know, I like when they make him feel different like that. So I Crisis Crisis on Earth X will feel special because that was the one that was like a movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Until so next year when we get one headlined by Batwoman. Yeah, but like, but if if we can just if they can keep doing it differently, then I think that that's admirable. Instead of just you know doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. You know? Um, yeah. So now I'm looking forward to it. Uh, less than a month. Of, well, it's only about two or three weeks away now. I think. Yeah, I think it's like the the ninth or so of December. Yeah, that, something that, like that. That starts. As, so. I was getting caught up as of last week, so I haven't watched this week's episode yet. Mm. But. Um, I am really enjoying both seasons. Supergirls on all cylinders in Flash. I, I just love uh, Nora. She's great. That was pretty good. Uh, I will say the last couple of Flash episodes have been a little bit more rocky. However, Iris did something really funny in the last episode that really made me laugh. Not good funny. Not though. intentionally funny. That's what that's made me laugh oh, because boy. of how stupid it was. But it was gold. Oh, Look, the the better than definitely in much much better place than they ended last season. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even finish last season. I watched the last episode, and I got caught up just enough. So Mm. we'll we'll be good. Yeah, no, no. Whereas whereas Beeble reigns supreme on Legends, so that's where where all the action is. I will will get there. I'm I'm catching up on on half-hour shows, and then I'll... Legends is basically a half-hour show. Yes, I know, but it's still 45 minutes on on Netflix. So I, I can watch two good good places... 
Yeah, but so I was Legends. watching Good Place last night, actually, Matt. I, yeah, uh, I'm on this I'm, season, but I'm, I'm only on the, I watched like episode four last night. I'm sure yeah. it's very good, but priorities. <laughs> yes, I know. And Good Place has me hooked right now because it's a Michael Schur show. No, I see. Matt likes Good Place because it was revealed early on that the main character has a love affair with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So every time it comes up, I'm sure he's sitting there giddy like a little schoolgirl. Well, it's not that. It's the joke of putting Stone Cold on Tahini's body or Tahini on Stone Cold's body. That that joke cracks me up every single time. So, yeah. Connor has no idea what any of this means. But slowly, slowly but surely, I'm getting caught up. And it is it's a show that I, I slept on for far too long. Like, yeah, I'll get to it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those... I've seen, like, the first and last episode of every season so far. <laughs> and then, like, Christ. one episode in the middle. You watch Maybe. TV weird. <laughs> well, no, it's not intentionally. It's just, you know, Paige watches it, and I've just happened to catch these ones. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll... I guess we'll be playing books. Well, well hang on, oh, hang on. Right. You forgot the big casting news. For what thing? Oh, for 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 Supergirl. Oh, uh, we should talk about this. Oh, I was saving this because usually we record the TV news on the Friday night, so we would have already talked about this. And I, I, I think I, in my head I was like, no, no, we can't talk about that. Yeah, that's that's, that's TV news exclusive. Yeah, but about. but Matt deserves to have it. Okay, opinion. all right, Matt. So yeah. they've cast yeah. they've cast Lex Luthor on Supergirl, and. Mm-hmm. There was a tease. I don't know who it was from the cast. Maybe Melissa Benoist, but someone said, "Oh, it's kind of an exciting." Like we know who has been cast now, right? Before it was revealed, and it's kind of exciting. And everyone was racking their brains, like, "Did they get Rosenbaum? What did they do? What have they done?" Right? And I laughed so hard when I saw who they cast. John Cryer, and you probably think, "Oh, that's a random choice." And then you think about it for a little bit more, and you went, "Wait, you know, wait a minute." He was Lenny Luther in Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Oh my god, he was. Oh my god, I forgot about that until just right now. Really? You've you didn't been remember that? that? No. <laughs> I talked to you about this last night on Messenger. Yeah. And you didn't bring it up. Oh my god, he was. I totally forgot. I'm pr- Pete, Matt, I tried to forget Quest for Peace. I'm pretty sure I responded with the phrase, Lenny Luther, baby, exclamation point. Yeah, I thought you did uh, as well. Oh, I might have not seen that. <laughs> I might not have seen... What did you think that meant? <laughs> no, I might not have seen it, like, at all. I don't remember seeing okay, that. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. I think it's... How, how old is he now? Oh, he's got to be in his 50s. Yeah. Right. Because he's about that, my parents' age. That's my only thing that's that's kind of weird about this, is he's a lot older than, than Lena, right? Oh, Carter, there was an article written about this. Not only that, he's only four years younger than the actress who plays his mom. <laughs> That's what yeah. I was thinking. He can't be that much younger than her. Uh, his obsession no, with he... Superman has made him age rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Kryptonite. What prison does to a man. <laughs> to be fair... I'm very excited because now we're close to having a good Superman show. Oh, so all the images of him in these articles, he's already looking pretty bald and shaved, so I guess he's going to be bald. Just no bald cap, just go for it. Well, that's a, that's a start. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Well, that's what Rosenbaum had always said, like, if you're going to be Lex, you got to shave your head. Like, there's no there's no cheating it. Like, you have to shave your head. Throwing shade at so. uh, Gene Hackman there. Oh, <laughs> well, different Lex for a different time. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's interesting. I think I'll be curious to see how menacing it is, because he usually does comedy, but it's one of those things where 
I'm thinking of like Robin Williams in like Insomnia, where you take a, an actor mm. who's traditionally comedy and you give them a sinister role, and sometimes it can end up being actually quite effective. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see if it if it does that, but. Yeah. Lenny Luther, because these shows love to get actors from old movies and shows. You know, they're, they're, you know, uh, Helen Slater's, you know, Supergirl's mom, and uh, Terry Hatcher and Dean Cain were there for a while as, as you know, as a Daxonite and uh, the, the dad and so on. But Superman Four, we got someone from Superman Four. I'll tell you this yeah. right now: if, if if Nuclear Man doesn't show up by the time this show ends, I'll be I'll be flat out disappointed. I think that'll just be a a, a ref when when Lex shows up. It's like oh, you know, that time we dealt with Nuclear Man. <laughs> that time I yeah. tried to clone Superman by putting someone in the sun and I mean, it backfired. Yeah, I mean, Nuclear Man did show up in Superman in know, the comics. In, in yes, the comic. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was exciting. So. I would not put it past them, but no. Uh, between the image of, of Superman and Lois looking very, you know, Donner-esque. classic. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm very excited. Yes, yes. No, no. Everything's looking, looking nifty. Um, all right. So, can we move on to books? Anything else that I've missed can. that people would like to, to shoehorn in here before we move on? No? Good. Mm-hmm. First up then, and typically, you know, new issue, new issue ones will go at the front, otherwise we have a kind of standard order, but there was no mistaking that the main event this week was the final issue of Mr. Miracle, so, and obviously we have a new Wonder Woman run as well, and that's that's second, that's coming next, that's not to diminish that, but Wonder Woman's, or sorry, Mr. Miracle has been such a a big conversational book over the last year or so, Um, yeah, last August it started, so... Um, big, 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 big finish. Looking forward to it, and uh, yeah. So I suppose I'll, I'll ask the question. Well, actually, first of all, it's by Tom King, and uh, art yep. by Mitch Gerrard's. Mm-hmm. Pretty obvious by this point. It's been the exact same team since issue one, but yep. here we are for the sake of standard f- formula. You got yeah. your credits there, right? So, without further ado, how did we feel about the final issue of Mister Miracle? Really, just felt like an epilogue to a lot of what we had just gone through, which is nice because it, you know, it. it... Go ahead. Yeah, Connor. it was still very good. I don't know if it lived up to the hype of being here. You know, okay, yeah. it's the final issue. Yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't like everything will be explained, and it's it's not that type of book. It's this is where Scott's story is now, and you know. Well, it's just what you said first, I think, is it's, it's more of an epilogue where mm-hmm. the last issue was the finale, the last issue was the yeah. fight with Darkseid, uh, yeah. which right. delivered. There was no complaints about that. And it had nope. that weird cliffhanger end, and it was like, wait, is this going to do something really wacky in the next issue? Yeah. And that stuff is, is like carried forward. There there are these allusions to it throughout the mm-hmm. issue um, where various dead characters come and talk to Scott, but it's actually like, you know, the glitchy ghosts, if you will. And uh, the, the right. question becomes, or you know, is this world that he's in actually fake and he's going to leave, or is this just the doubt that this is fake? Is this just that? Is, uh, is this ever-present? I, I think my problem is it doesn't go far enough with that concept. All right. It kind of plays with it a little bit, but it doesn't really dive into it. No, because I don't think that's the point. I think the point of it all is that Scott's content now, you know? Mm-hmm. Is, is he's learning to live with the glitches of life instead of only being about the glitches of life, you know? And yeah. life's a cycle. Like, everything is going to start again from, 
you know, Barta finding out that there's baby number two on the way. And, you know, what does that mean for Scott? How is he going to be able to change it this time? You know, yeah, and- I, I think it's very fitting that this this book ended with them lying on the couch. <laughs> With him yep. just, yeah. how, him just talking about life and how it's really overbearing and like, oh, I feel like nothing because I'm just one in the long line of millions of people that don't mean anything. Yep. Oh, but then it actually does mean something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to watch TV? Okay. Yeah. Oh no, the remotes in the, in the the washer. Uh, oh, oh, freezer, isn't it? Dishwasher. Freezer, freezer, dishwasher. Yeah. Whatever it was, uh, it was a machine. The baby, the stupid baby, put it in a machine. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's a the stupid baby. <laughs> You're right, uh, Matt. That's redundant. All babies are stupid. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but no, I like by it, definition, but... though, right? Like, they yeah, don't well, know anything, so... Sure. I don't know if you know about this documentary, Connor, called Baby Geniuses. They're actually geniuses that are babies. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, that's bullshit. They, they do advanced calculus and then learn to talk and it all goes away. Guys, I'm not kidding. This is a real movie called Baby Geniuses. I did not make it up. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a load of bollocks. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, so anyways. My favorite scene of the book might be the one in the rain. He goes to the store to get hot dogs. He's coming back, and this is where the high father uh, tries yeah. to sort of talk him in, into you know, the Metron reality, uh, where you know the world of the continuities that are confusing and you know very meta, very meta, you know, speech yeah. bubble to. Um, Full of crises and other shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's just Scott in the rain and he resists and punches him. I, I just thought it was a very simple... It's a very downbeat final issue. I, I think after the last couple, you committed this one, you think, oh, it's going to be big and dramatic and do all these things. And it's a very yeah. very sort of uh, contained... Uh, and, uh, you know... An, an issue that's more self-reflective than anything else i think i think it's something i'll enjoy more in the future you know now that i know mm. what it is and i read it again as a whole because let's be honest i'm gonna reread this book at some point of course many times i'm sure and i think knowing what it is and not having these expectations i might enjoy it more hmm. um that's fair i yeah it's funny because I, I think I think there was a point about a third of the way into it. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing what he's doing here. There is, it's not because yeah. we end with that cliffhanger last issue. It's like, oh, it's, it's going to be like, wait, it's not real. It's in a different world. It's like, oh, he's, this has all been a dream. And that's kind of the point. Is that then this issue that is the doubt that's in his head that this can't be real. It's right. too perfect. That things can't actually be this good. Um, and he has to fight yeah, off that, that that doubt constantly. Yeah, you can't. I remember hearing, you know, I forget forget what I was listening to. It was like a podcast or something, and the host was like, when he was younger, he used to feel like when everything's going good, he would always wait for the other shoe to drop. And if the other shoe didn't drop, he would get self-destructive to make it drop because he wasn't comfortable with being comfortable. And it was something that he had to learn. It's like, yeah, no, sometimes when things go good, that's just how it is. Like the universe isn't out to get you. Um. And I feel like a lot of that sentiment's here. That scene that Pete was talking about with, with High Father, I just love how it, what it represents with High Father telling him, oh yeah, I came against the anti-life, but you weren't as strong as I was. I did, I had to do, I had to sacrifice. And that's why I love that Scott just punches him and says, F off, you know? 
Like, yeah. also, no, you don't, sh- you shut don't the F anything. up, Late Ray is also one of my favorite new catchphrases, yeah, pretty much. That's a great one, too. Um, that's good. You know. Another um, panel I really liked was um, when Darkseid, Glitchy Darkseid, sitting on the couch and Scott just puts his feet up on him. Like, did you ever think you were going to see a panel of, of someone just with their feet up in Darkseid's lap like that? Just, you know, sitting comfortable like it's nothing. Yep, no, I love that because just because it doesn't go together. Yeah. Like... I even just that, that close up with the smelly like feet in his face and Darkseid is looking miserable. Like yeah. he wants to burn the world down. Well, he wants to do that typically, admittedly. Yeah. He's dark side. Yeah. He's dark side is. Um, uh, so, no, really, I like this show a lot. I, I think it, it, it kind of wraps up the, the general feelings. It's, it's very much, a, not only just an epilogue, but almost kind of a greatest hits of of what this book has been. You know, the idea of, like, find out there's, like, there's a kid coming, the doubt, the... The the fear, all that stuff. I think I think that might be one of my biggest problems with the issue is it feels like it does so much that we've you know we've spent the last mm. eleven issues doing that this does so much of it in one issue there at the end that it feels like we're kind of speeding through it. And I get you know like you say it's a great I get the point but it almost I get a little bit of a whiplash with how slow and methodical this book has been. Yeah, um, but I feel like it sums up Scott's journey. It's kind of like the, a closing paragraph. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I, I get, I get what it's doing, and, and yeah. I, I like what it's doing. I just, I felt whiplash from you know the, uh, just the the pace no, I, of the book for the last eleven issues, and then this what, felt, felt jarring. Yeah, once I realized what it was, that didn't bother me. Like once I opened it, and it was just kind of the mundanity of of life, and learning to live with that. And, and I was like, well, this is a fitting into this book. There's been a lot of issues that are about you know the mundanity of life in, right. in various places, but. Because right, so why would so... the final issue be any different? Well, no, no, it's not different in what it's doing. It's that it's e- each issue was like, okay, this is the mundanity of being in the hospital, right? This is the mundanity of having to get to the store. You know, like it was like one thing that was each issue, whereas this is okay. Here's kind of five of them, and it felt like a lot. So I felt like I was kind of just speeding through some of them. And I get, you know, that, that's the idea. It's like you know, these things you do them over and over. That's why they're they're, they're mundane. Of course, they happen again, but. It just felt uh, at odds with the pace of the book up till this point. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel that to me. I didn't uh, either. I, I think for me, like you just say, the, 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 the idea that this is, that they're happening again and they start speeding up because of that. And I think just, just like anything in life, the first time you do something, it feels longer than any other time you do it afterwards. With repetition... I mean, I mean, obviously, in some ways, stuff feels longer because it's boring. But, yeah. but in in terms of like being memorable enough, you just kind of like almost just go through it, right? You just sort of zone your way through it without even thinking about it. Um, yeah. But the point is, is maybe earlier on in the book, all these activities took that much concentration from Scott because he really had to try to be normal. He really had to, you know, there's a lot of effort was was there. Whereas now, um, he is going through it more in a sort of almost normal pace. Like he just. Yeah, he's being normal. Case by case basis. I get it. Like I said, I I understand exactly why it's doing it. It just it, it felt weird. Ah, to, good for, to, good to for read. me. <laughs> um, I I also I love the final dark side is is not a black panel. It's it's mm-hmm. Barda saying it, and then she says, "Yeah, but we are too." You know, it's kind of it's a final point this book wants to make. Is like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's always going to be there, but so are we. So whatever. Right. Um. As far as I'm concerned, Darkseid was 
He got murdered with a knife hidden in a cheese plate or in a veggie ah, tray. He'll be back. He'll always be back. Just... Yeah, know. because he always, it's, it's the cycle. Like, you're never going to be fully rid of something, whether it's depression or addiction or whatever else. Anger management. Like, it's always going to be there with you, and you just have to learn how to manage. Uh, and so, and as long as you have the forces in your life that'll help prop you up. And that's what I feel like his family is now. You know, he has Barda, he has Jake, he has the new baby, you know, it, all of funky. these things yeah, and funky. So, but, but yeah, I, I liked it. Like it wasn't like, Oh my God, this was so amazing. What a way to cap off the series, but it was a nice little way to send it off. And oh. you know, if they, if, this creative team ever decides to pick up this character again, I'm curious to see what's the next story. Yeah, but well, uh, also with great power comes great possibility. Is uh, what Fluffy mm-hmm. says. Yeah. Uh, a question: How many people did we recognize on the first page? Well, um, Let me go I back. see. Yeah, you know, we got you got Didio and Lee sat there. Yeah. On the left, at the bottom, that looks like Garrods and King to me. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You also have um uh Paul Shear and um Jason Mansukis right above them. <laughs> yeah. You have Adam Scott, I think, who is up in the who's caddy corner from them. Uh in front of the girl in the polka dots. I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I feel like I am uh supposed to know who the guy in the Doom Patrol shirt is. It's the it's the guy next to him that I feel is really familiar in the glasses and the, I, this check shirt. Yeah, is that not Lemire? It could be. Um, I guess what I thought it was. Doesn't look uh, his face Paula to Tompkins. me. Yeah. Huh? It doesn't look his face to me. That guy it doesn't look. No, it's not. Me. It's not I, a million miles away though. Um, Paul Tompkins is in front of him, and I think that's Lauren Lapkus next okay. to. Paul Tompkins. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I feel like I should know who the Doom Patrol guy is and it's driving me nuts. I'm sure a quick Google will uh, get a yeah. comprehensive list. T- tell you who everyone is on the, on the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're really, really fun caricatures. Like, I love, I love the, the Garrods one just because he's just like, what am I watching? Like, the, the look of horror. <laughs> and also and of course DDO was yeah and of course DDO's laughing at a guy setting himself on fire <laughs> no that him and Lee are going and then yeah. and then we just rebooted the whole universe yeah well we like, called oh. it new 52 but it was just warmed over BS it wasn't new at all uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear um so no. I, the other thing I, think I, I definitely want to say is the the final panel, the you know the the, the mm. almost the the next time panel. You know it says so. so yeah, Mister Miracle series will not be continued. Its new and thrilling successor will soon be on sale. Uh, do you think that was referring to the the female Furies book? It or... could be. I feel like it's more likely going with because well, I know, we know King and Garrett are doing another twelve issue book or something. We do. Yeah. So I feel we like think it... it'll be something uh, from them. Yeah, I think it means what their books is not what the, the Furies book is, but I mean, no, it could be wrong. Cool. 
I would I would hope it was their book because I want you know more from them and yeah. do it doing stuff. Well, they're doing that either way at least. So it's not like it, you know. If it if it yeah, doesn't yeah. mean that, then no, it's true. I also thought it was really interesting how the the video distortion finally comes in on the the last panel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been such a, a prevalent part of the book, and it, it's it was there when all the the glitchy people were there, but um, through everything else of just the the mundane, but it was it wasn't. It was different. This one's the actual the whole panel is yeah. glitched out. It's yeah. not just the people in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's again it's another another way to symbolise that he's just kind of accepted that it's there because it's, it's in a really happy panel. Is it's just there? Right. I mean, yeah. you could you could t- look at it as a downer panel where oh he's really happy he's fought up against it but that's still there that doubt's still there but you could also take it in a positive way it's like yeah that doubt's still there but he's he's going to keep fighting through it just like he is in this page mm-hmm. so um yep. it's, a, it's a fairly uplifting ending I think um it is yeah well because yeah. he doesn't care yeah. you know it's kind of uh, I was gonna bring up Inception but that's been done to death but it reminded me of the Inception ending oh, okay sure uh, I get you what you're saying. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose we'll rate Mr. Miracle then. Mr. Miracle issue 12. What are you giving it, Matt? I give it a 9. It, it's not quite all the way, but it's still pretty damn good. Connor? I'm going to give it an 8. I will also give it a 9. Um, not the highest point in the series, but not the lowest either. <laughs> that said, the, the lowest point in this series is probably still, like, not much lower than a 9. So, I mean, it's better. Yeah. That eight might be the lowest I've given it, but I did, you know, I, as I said earlier in that discussion, that that could go up on a, a on a reread. Yeah, I mean, if I if I'm rating the entire book now, it's a done thing. It's finished. Like, it's probably like a nine point five. It is a phenomenal yeah, book. It's yeah, probably it's like a close nine. to perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exceptional. So, um, no, so I look forward to whatever they're doing next as a team, uh, and they've definitely implied that they are so. Uh, as cool. Uh, was well, that until our sort of big thing in this week, which is the start of a new run on Wonder Woman. This is Wonder Woman issue fifty-eight. G. Willow Wilson writing, Kerry Nord on art. Um, new story, of course. I have to go along with this new run, and yeah, I'll just I'll just get right into it. Matt, what, what did what, what did you feel about it? How are you, how are you liking it? So, uh, this is the first time I've uh, read anything by Wilson, mm-hmm. and I feel she's a really good fit for Wonder Woman because it jumped in and it feels. Like, she has a handle on a lot of these characters, just in the couple panels or, or stuff that we see of them. Mm. Um, so I really like that. I'm not too big on the art. Like the what? art's fine. Yeah, I'm not. There's, there's a lot of the... There's a lot of it that I just... The detail work and whatnot, it just oh, wasn't working for me. Like, like it's fine. coming, people. I don't, yeah, Buckle I don't in. Showdown of the like, century. It's terrible, but with what we've had on Wonder Woman, even when the book wasn't clicking on the story level, the art was always up there. The bear so, versus the gentleman. I will gladly I, I yeah. cannot disagree with that more. I think Karen was fantastic. That's fine. You can just, think that. That's why art is subjective, right? It, it like, is, yeah. I just, it wasn't working for me. For for every panel that I really like, there's another one or two that I'm just like, ooh, all right. I like the art, yeah. just for the record. That's right. <laughs> um, I have to say, on uh, for the most part, I really like it. There was the odd bit here or there where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, 
the 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 conversation between uh, Steve and Diana, the voices didn't feel just there for me. Uh, when he's getting out of bed. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There was just a couple of times. It was it was specifically Diana and Steve that were that were the only uh, only characters I ever felt it with in the book, where it just wasn't quite right. But it wasn't. I it was close enough. Either. I, yeah, that, that just stuck I, out to me. I'd also argue yeah. it was a it was a dream as well. It was a dream. So, yeah, uh, but there was there was a few times with Diana later as well. I can't remember exact examples now. But as I was reading it, just every so often there'd be a line or a word here or there that just didn't quite feel right to me. Um, I mean, maybe she's finding her voice with the character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I I really like the art. I I think when the art especially gets to uh, where is it? Uh, Derovnia. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Once it gets to the sort of the darker shadows and the the, yeah. the two soldiers and all that stuff, really good. Um, I think conce- I think conceptually, I'm really interested in this. Obviously, you've got the the mythical creatures that have escaped, and that's that's yep. playing on here. Uh, probably maybe just a a side effect to the fact that Ares has escaped prison from Themyscira because mm-hmm. uh, he got grail to kind of kill him with that, that god killer sword. Uh, talk right. more about that aside. I think what's interesting conceptually to me about this is this it's setting up an ideological debate. It's setting up because before she even gets to Ares and finds out that he's the one who's with this 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 band of rebels in this country, Diana even implies to Eta that Hey, be sure we're on the right side of this. Like the, the, the rebels yep. seem to be the ones who are who are being picked upon here. The 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 government here that we're helping doesn't seem that great. Yeah, and I'm fully expecting a conflict with Ares ideologically because mm. uh, yep. the whole thing is Ares here is he wants you know uh, he wants justice. justice right, but his interpretation of justice might be different to Diana's. Oh, of course, yeah, but I think it's interesting right. that. They're kind of on the same side to a point here, you know, without realizing it. You know, and that's what I like about it. I like that it's not that he brings it up and then she agrees with him. She makes that point and then finds out he's behind, yeah, that this side. And I like that as a detail. Uh, it's, it's just... I also like her telling Etta, "Say, yeah, one of the most advanced armies in the world, yet you still constantly have your hands tied." Like mm. I love that, that that pointing out. So. But but yeah, the stuff with Ares, I part of me wanted to be upset, like it was kind of undoing Ruckus stuff, but Ruckus probably not coming back. Also, and if he it's if he not really undoing it, it's kind of no. the next stage, right? It's okay. Yeah. Where, what does what yeah, happens to he, Ares next? Because he start he starts yeah. here kind of where we left him, and he's basically saying that his time in jail has has made him rethink his philosophy. Okay. If what will. he's saying is jail worked. Yes, yeah, I'll his, buy it for a second, yeah, I mean, but I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. At first, I wanted to be like, "Oh man, I don't know about this." These are threads that that Greg should be doing. But then I was like, "Well, he's not doing anything with it right now, so why not try?" And at least it's interesting, you know. Like, we're, there's no stupid secret brother here. There's no, you know, weird dark gods. Like, this is a story. I feel like oh, your mate's going that. Prime for Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I, I, I'm yeah, I'm feeling this so far. I think the mm-hmm. art's really good. Obviously, obviously, Matt's a bit feeling a bit more indifferent on that, but yeah, um, madness. I, I, I like the debate it's bringing up. I like that it's kind of challenging. Okay, Wonder Woman's working with people who are in the military, but 
does she always necessarily agree with what the American military is going to want to do in any given situation, mm-hmm. and how do we resolve that conflict? And then you throw in this this wild card almost of Aries kind of siding on the side that Diana wants to side on, but obviously I I imagine he will go too far in whatever he does. Right, because he's Aries, and that's what he does. But <laughs> he's 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 Aries, a Steve, right? Like it's implied that he's went missing. Do they suspect he's been kidnapped? We don't know for sure. Yeah, but I thought that's when she when they pulled off the the mask. That's not what Ares looked like last time. Like it looks like Ares is possessed Steve. Or did I just read that wrong? Yeah, I never got that. I'm gonna look at it again. <laughs> um, I think you, you might be right. Because that looks like Steve. No, no. Like, you, in, when they kill Ares, he's got, you know, he's got black hair. He, yeah. Now he's blonde. Yeah, I guess I can see it. It didn't really look straight uh, like Steve to me, but then. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's just the, the hair being slicked back like this. Um, oh, yeah. Well, do you think Ares is taking Steve's body then? That's what we're saying. Yeah. There's a, like, him him being killed in the underworld, and he's, you know, taken okay. taking a residence there. I I just thought he had a new look because he's, you know, new, new, new Ares, new me oh. <laughs> kind of thing. Well, because when he takes off the mask and she says it can't be, and I took that as like, oh, well, it's Ares. He's supposed to be locked up. And when he takes off the mask and he's like, do you not recognize me? It is I. You know? Um, yeah, but then he follows it with, it is I, it is Ares. Right. So, Joe, I I will concede that Matt could very well be right. But it could have been clearer. Yeah. I will concede, I that, Matt, could... I will concede that Matt could be right, but my money's on that he's not. If I, if I had to place a bet, I'd say no. Yeah, but that's is... your that's your default setting, Pete. I'm always, you, what? you always set me that I'm wrong. So I do not. That doesn't mean much. You do too. <laughs> you do. What? <laughs> okay, well, if you didn't say stupid ideas, then maybe more often I'd agree that you Yeah, right. but that's because I, I take more chances than you do. You know? You do take some ridiculous <laughs> chances, yes. Um... As See, I'm, I'm, I'm rereading the dialogue now, because, uh, you know, at first, you know, she's like, oh, no, it can't be. I'm just saying, well, that's she's like, oh, hang on. She's recognizing the Ares, you know, the, right. the armor and being shocked with Ares. But then now I, I can see it reading as, you know, it can't be because it's Steve's body. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. it... I was like a body goes missing and then someone that looks like him shows up at the end. It's got to be the same body. I, I that's will... just how... I mean, I, I mean, I, even if it if this turns out to be true, I'll still like the issue a lot. But I would say I would critique it and say this is not clear enough at the end that this is in Steve's body. Like, I it, I, I would like her to just say Steve. Yeah, Steve you know? question mark right. is all you need out of Diana's mouth. If that's what's happening here, which is why I'm, that's such an oversight that I am not willing to ready to believe that this is Steve's body. But you could be right. right. Yeah, if if true, that docks like half a point. Yes, because that's it's such an easy thing to to not be this unclear. Of course, Matt Mains goes to this. Like, see, see if this turns out to be wrong. It's just Matt being weird, right? But somehow convincing us a little bit. Then <laughs> it's it's annoying because he's convinced me enough that I'm like, yeah, it could be. I'm just telling you how I read it. Like, this is I'm in shades of the the artist competition and Mr. Miracle all over again now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but well, that, that was funny though because so many people responded to that like on either side of the argument. Although I'm still 100 percent convinced that I was right and you two were wrong. But see, <laughs> but... <laughs> I feel like that's the point of it though. It's open ended. 
Yeah. So I don't think that was the point of the the sequence though in the book. No. I don't, I don't... Yeah. This is not open ended though. I'm pretty sure this will be no. definitive when we get keep going Wait. next issue. This, this in, might in open weeks. next issue with her being Steve, or right. it'll just be never brought up. Right. And, and if no. that's the case, that's poor planning on Wilson's part for like making areas look so much like Steve while Steve's missing. Like, and I, like I, you I, said, it's unclear. I just left the issue thinking, oh, well, it's intriguing then. If he's the one leading this Rebels, then they, they're the ones who could have right. Steve if he is indeed kidnapped. Because it says early on that they just suspect that he's kidnapped. So part of me was thinking he's just lying injured in the jungle somewhere or some Yeah, such. no, but I, I, no, if this is just Ares, it's not yeah. Steve. The idea that they've got Steve and... and the, they wanted to, you know, negotiate for him. Now, mm. uh, you know, Diana can has, has to negotiate with Ares, right? That, you know, that that's that's fantastic in terms of okay, you have to negotiate with a god of war, right? Yeah, right. Well, and, and it's the uh, the Greeks always believed in two sides of war. There was the you know the battle carnage that that's what Ares represented, but then there was strategy, which is what Athena represented. Yes. And who is Diana's you know patron? She's usually exactly. Athena. So I like that, and that's why I feel that Wilson's right for Wonder Woman. Like, not every writer can bring that type of stuff into it, and this is just one issue, and it's already given us so much to to chew on. So, po- possibly just a, your weird assumptions. Though. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, though, <laughs> either either way, what Connor was talking about, what's set up here, like it's this this ideological struggle sure, with yeah. with Ares. It's this. Battle of Wits with the God of War. I mean, e- either way, the story going forward is interesting. Like both, both right. are going right. very different kinds of interesting, yeah. aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm just saying, I'm excited <laughs> to be reading Wonder Woman again. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, in the comments, fellas. I know what how you read the ending of this book. I, <laughs> I left this book not thinking there was anything to debate or anything that was, you know. <laughs> are you looking something up, I'm, Connor? I, I'm googling it, seeing if if. Has the internet remotely suspected this? I don't know. I'm just not. Uh, uh, it's not coming up immediately. Uh, so maybe not. Okay, just just crazy man. I'll, I'm, I'm scanning <laughs> a couple of things to see if if anyone's mentioning it. Ah, Aries takes on a familiar face in recent Wonder Woman issue. What? <laughs> Wonder Woman's new Aries will break movie fans' hearts. That could mean anything. That's a terrible headline. Yeah, it's also <laughs> kind. It's also kind of a new face, regardless, even if it is isn't. Yeah. Steve's. So. <laughs> well, that review didn't mention it. All right. Well, let's 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 stop dilly dallying here. So, this is this is bad here, radio. <laughs> this little side named Heroic Hollywood seems to agree with me. So. But I don't. I don't know their other, um, points of view. So I'm not willing to. Use that as a feather in my cap. Well, you found one. I mean, that's something. Yeah, that's something. someone agrees with you. That that that. that someone that I don't know. Wait, do I know? No, yeah. And it's via Screen Rant, so okay. <laughs> just reposted the Screen Rant. All right. Oh, the internet's new, wonderful. New writer, new Aries. That's the headline. Maybe maybe they have a. But a again, that just could be it. his new his new. Action. Yeah, yeah, that was the headline. I'm. Yeah. I'm 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 looking to see if uh, if they mention it. This is horrible podcasting. This is terrible. Well, you could be filling the air with something else. I want to ratings. Let's take move on. Let's well, you do your rating then. Matt, what do you rate Wonder Woman? 
Yeah, so this is, you know, an eight. I really enjoyed the story. The art, not so much. Uh, it's, it's fine, but... Um, and it, yeah, this guy was talking. It's, it's an eight. 8.5 for me. A very promising start. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it an eight, but with the stipulation that should this actually be Steve, it goes down to a 7.5. <laughs> I, I, I will concur. I'll go down to an eight if this is Steve. And if it is Steve, I will go to an 8.5. <laughs> just so we can all have a little bit of motion. <laughs> I love the idea that Connor's the Russian judge at the Olympics. That's like, oh, no, if something comes out later, I'll, I'll, I'll change my score. Oh, no, because if this is just as I read it, it's an 8. But if this is actually Steve, that's that's so unclear that it could have been fixed with a single It was so word. unclear that it was clear to me, and that's a problem. That's what you're saying. It's yes, so exactly that. That it, could be, that, that it could it could be cleared up with a literally a single word. Single word. The, word a word and a question mark. That's all you need. That that is what well, you don't even need the question mark. If, if you just if you just have a say Steve and just be like you know like that, it still works. It just address it. Sure. Anything. Yeah. A word is all it takes to stop this being unclear. I'm just going so with if the, it is the, unclear. The it shock in her face at what he's wearing, I think, requires the question mark. But I mean, that's just how I'd rate it in there. You know what yeah. I would do? Steve? Question mark? Exclamation point. Steve? Dot dot dot. Question mark? Exclamation point. <laughs> to help you both. Hey, what's the next book? Funny you should ask, Matt. The next book is Detective Comics 992. James Robinson writing Carmine D. G. Domenico on the art. Uh, Batman and Two-Face go storm a Cobra squad inside the museum. The museum. Yes. Oh, Which man. leads to Two-Face making one of the Cobra guys rocket launch a giant uh, skeleton or whatever it was. I think it was a giant. Of a, of a pterodactyl. There you go. I have so much whiplash on this arc. <laughs> <laughs> I there's again there's some awkward dialogue. I think when he's talking to Alfred on comms, there's a couple of lines where I'm like, that sounds really petty for there's, something Batman to say. Do you know what really bothered me? There's a bit where he goes, um, "Voice, are you there?" And I'm like, he has a code name. Yeah, it was Penny, Penny one. one for the last like yeah. eight years. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, and. I mean, I appreciate the cutting to the you know the other you know team members you know you see orphan. Although I thought the 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 line of dialogue there was really weird. Um, that whole page was clunky. Um, yeah, the dialogue was terrible on that page. I, I liked it to put them in, but uh, when Alfred says, "Oh, and Cassandra Kane or orphan as she's now known," I'm like, "Why are you telling Bruce that? Yeah. What? What? Just Captain, call her orphan, Captain Exposition." <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like this issue. It's so overwritten. And like there, there are so many you know uh, narration boxes that just clutter up the the, the flow. Well, and then you have that that page with all of them there, and it's like, oh, here's a catch up on what they're all doing and helping sure. out, which is cool because that's kind of what the detective book has been. But it was so badly written well, that I just I'd rather it wasn't there. I like the relationship with Dent and Batman at play here. Like, the trust sure. that goes on. Sure. Well, it's worth mentioning that most, most of the issue is just them storming this museum, and mm -hmm. the conversation they had on the way to the museum is kind of what's in the boxes kind of yeah. playing throughout. And that's, like, two-thirds or so of the issue. Um, is I, this. I want more of Cobra, not necessarily from Robinson, maybe, because I like the idea that Cobra became 
in that vacuum, they became more organized and there's ranks and whatnot. Like, it felt cool. It became more like a paramilitary organization than this religion, mm. you know? But then that just goes and gets wasted. Like, he sets up all these new toys, right? And then just kind of throws them out the window. And I feel like we're not we're not going to have to know what those ranks were. And, you know, it's just kind of wasted space. Well, there's still more to come because the part of the point here is that they're trying to main control everyone in Gotham to, to bolster out the ranks because they've become weaker. That's that's one of the points right. that he makes is that Cobra's actually gotten weaker in the, the, you know, the, the years up until now uh, because, you know, commanders have went down, because they've been beaten several times by Batman and yeah. other heroes and whatnot and, you know, outsiders and suicide squads and whatever. So they're looking to bolster their ranks. That's kind of what their main mission is right now. Um, in fact, my favourite page of the book was probably the last one because I thought the dude in the mask and the sewer was kind of interesting looking, just in a kind of creepy way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just like the, the design more than anything else. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably the weakest issue of the arc. I- Johnson, I, I feel like you know the last issue set up this this stuff with with Two Face, right, and mm-hmm. this this conflict about you know what, you know him being kind of mad at Dent and all these things, and I feel like yeah. this issue did nothing with that. It no. just it just didn't go into that at all, and that's what I was really excited for coming off the last issue, and this just went ah never mind. That's really disappointing. Yeah, that's just just action really, and yeah. some awkward. Exposition also, and dialogue. Holy hell, Gio Domenico draws some short batteries. <laughs> there's a the the second to last page. There's a panel where they're basically non-existent. Um, they're so he's, short. He's Red Robin. <laughs> he almost is. Yeah. It's yeah. the uh, the second to to bottom panel on the second to last page. Art is still the best part of the book, though. I think by. Oh yeah. A reasonable yeah. margin because Domenico's really good. Typically, yeah, and oh, yeah. as for the, the most the, part here, the, there's a, a panel with a uh, Batman and Two Face just uh, just after the all the fightings happened, and oh my god, the shadows are incredible. Mm. Mm. Yeah, big sauce. Kind, kind of rough. Yeah, but it was pretty to look at. I, I will say that the the explosions in the the museum. I was very upset that that fossils were getting destroyed. Are they these yeah. damn terrorists? As as, yeah. as as Gordon says, well, I mean, I know you stopped this attack, but the museum might disagree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, in fact, that didn't. Who was it? Who who let all the animals out the cages at the zoo? It was Batwoman. That was, that was like yeah. one of her things. Um, yeah. Now it's definitely the weakest issue of the arc, I think, which has typically been a, a seven-ish kind of in the in the rating sort of. Scale. Yeah, it's kind of been six to seven for the yeah. most part. Um. So I'd probably go with like a, I don't think I hate it quite as much as Connor did, but I, th- I think it's like a five, maybe four point five something, in in that range, five out of ten. Um, although in Matt's scale, this is probably still like a seven point five because he's got a weird wacky scale that doesn't make any sense. Matt, we we give it five. Try eight, buddy. Come on, <laughs> the art alone. Are you serious? No, I give it a six. Oh, good. <laughs> no. Just for a second, then I believed him. No, just just for a second, I was a little bit worried. Yeah. Uh, we give yeah, it, Connor. Uh, I'm giving it a four. I, I think it's horribly written, but it's gets some points because the art's great. Okay. Okay. Mm. Okay, clearly it's a boring issue to talk about because I'm yawning. So we'll mm. move on then to Superman issue five. Brian Michael Bendis writing on the art. Um, 
I freaking love this issue. Uh, of course. You know, that beginning, we got a little tease of it. Um, oh, there goes Connor. Bye, Connor. Yeah, he should you really know, be listening to this. Ginger. To, 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 see, yeah. to see what's going on in the world. So that he's, he's if not I confused. could send him to the Phantom Zone, I would. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the um, Ginger Zone, more like. Um, yeah. yeah, so... so we, we got that preview, and it's the House of El and the House of Zod and the House of Kandor all joining to take on... I was like... That is so pro wrestling. Like, it is fantastic. And then it all, and I was like, this makes no sense. And it ends up to be like a vision to Zod. A nightmare, what? even. So it's a nightmare. Wakes up screaming. Yeah, but yeah, like, that really tells you about Zod, where his nightmare is about cooperation. Oh, sure. <laughs> he, but, you know, he, so yeah, it sets that up. And then he's like, I have to go. Um, and, mm-hmm. He comes to, to Earth and he finds Adam Strange and he's like, where's Earth? Because he finds it from his kid, actually. He finds it from uh, Lorzod that the Earth right. is missing. It's uh, been reported. And he finds Adam Strange and he's like, where's the Earth? And they, they find the little Earth. And this, this was a really funny little invent of sequence, I thought, with the Earth like actually comes back to full size, right? It just happened late. And it comes back to full size and they're right next to it, so they end up in the like, opposite sides of the planet, and they're kind of because I think Adam Strange ends up on top of the Daily Planet, right? He's like on yep. top of Metropolis, but Zod's like and, on the other side of the world because he was on the other yeah, side. He's in the, the Persian Gulf. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a really funny idea, like getting bigger around them, and then being like, "Oh shit, all these buildings are going to whack into me," and yeah. you know, whatever. Well, really I just funny. love Adam Strange still trying to report the Earth is missing, and then they find the the you know it's slowly growing because of of the atom. Yeah, and, and it's what? funny we referenced the good place earlier because uh, yeah. the atom wakes up and just shouts out Kristen Bell. That's what he's yeah. dreaming about. So fair yeah. enough. <laughs> uh, he's only human, you know. So fair yeah. enough. Um, and Zod immediately is like, "Is that a Phantom Zone projector? Shoot me with it now!" And like, wait, what? Is it shoot me with it now? And I, I was like, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> like, um, oh, I love Ray Well, because no, no, he does it, and then afterwards he's like, yeah. "So that was the right thing to do, right?" Was to yeah. shoot Zod with the Phantom Zone projector. Right? I think that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's all building up because he's he's become aware of what's what's going on. And um, inside the Phantom Zone, Superman actually flees the fight um, from from Rogozar. And he has he has a really great couple of pages actually where he kind of is like getting angry and he's 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 almost tempted. To, should I go further in how I fight? Should should I do something worse? And there's that page where he kind of like, then he thinks about Man Pa. And and Jonathan Kent says, you know, tells him to calm down, basically, and he's like, "Sorry, Pa." And he's, you know, it's it's, it's, it's basically I just the inner that. workings of his head and how whenever he yeah. is like losing his temper, whenever he is maybe tempted to get more violent or more angry or lose himself, even even in in their death, he doesn't want Mom Pa to be disappointed in him. Yeah, you so, know, oh, that, 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 so powerful. That hit the the heart card a little bit, and then yep. of course he goes to Rugalzar. And kind of pisses Rogozar off because he's like, you know what, I see it now. And Rogozar's like, what do you see? And then he starts getting angry. He's like, you know what, I, I destroyed Krypton, I killed everyone in Kandor, and yet you still won't try to kill me, which means you never. W-. And he doesn't finish his sentence. He just gets blasted with a huge wave of you know heat vision. And you know this is Zod making his entrance, and yep. you, you just hear the voice come off panel. He's like, yeah, he never will. He's too, he's too you know naive or good natured for that. But I, you know, he just turned the page. Final pages. I am Zod, and it's just him, and he's like, that. This issue went in so quick for me, and I mean that yeah. in, a, you know, as a compliment. It, 
I love what it's doing with Zod. I love because I think we even questioned this right a couple issues ago. We said, "What's Zod going to feel about this? Would this be the one villain that teams up Superman and Zod because of what he's trying yeah. to do?" Um, and this is this is like Bendis answering that and saying, "Hey, here, here's Zod." Yeah, well, it's you know we we talk, when we talked about Stan, we talked about the X Men and how progressive that was, and this is like when you have Magneto and Xavier mm. team up over anti-mutant forces that are going too far like the sentinels or whatever you know like I can see that it's along those lines there, yeah. that's that's interesting and so you, did they put their differences aside because it's it's over the greater kryptonian you know for that stuff and i just i love it and i love that superman is gonna have to form this uneasy alliance with zod is like well no we can't kill him because that you know that'll be the classic they were no better than him. Yeah, I I, I like this Zod. I like Bendis' Zod, yeah. uh, which is. I cool. also like that uh, his, his is her name Ursa. Is that the? There, there's yeah. been so many different. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. Okay, I like that Ursa's like, yeah, you need to lay off all the 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 stuff from Jakul, basically accusing him of, of of getting too drunk every night. Mm. You know, like those oh, give yeah, you the bad dreams. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the water from Jakul or the the the, yeah. the 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 brew they make is really strong. Yeah, um, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, the only the only negative point about Superman is that all the all the that, that cover they're putting out for Jonathan Kent's returns a little bit concerning. <laughs> uh, so it's a bit concerning, and I've I've had to learn to stay off of Reddit mm-hmm. because. You know how we were talking about, you know, maybe some people, myself included, and James, we were jumping to conclusions a little bit and preparing to be upset. Before Ben started his run, yes. Um, You would have thought that a lot of these people when that came out, but like Bendis had personally robbed them of their life savings and then went and spent it at the racetrack. <laughs> the way that they were carrying on about how he's ruining the character. And I'm like, um, are we not reading the same thing? Um. Am I allowed an opinion on that cover? Not really. Sure. Because sure. I was like, I'll tell you you're an idiot, like, but sure. <laughs> well, I was like, I was really confused. That he looks kind of evil-ish, mm-hmm. and then I was like, Have they? He looks older. Are they aging him up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem to be. Yeah, because he's 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 off world right now. Um, yeah. So I think the implication is he's going to come back with uh, Jor El, and he'll be, he'll be right, a little okay. older. He already hit him like a, with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame he, he in the sense. A lot bigger. Yeah, it, it's a shame in the sense that we like John Kent as he is, um, and it's, he's only been around for a couple of years. So it's like, is it really time already to age him up? But whatever, okay, we could do that. I, I'm assuming there's going to be a swear for you though. I, I, I sure, I'm sure they'll tease that he's evil. They'll tease that he's, you know, this angsty teenager. But um, my hope is that it's it's more of a swear than it is anything well, else. And and what got me was a lot of the people that like us loved a lot what happened with rebirth and they really hate what business has come and done throughout these you know he's written 12 issues by now you know between the man of steel and action comics and annuals and superman and it's like guys let's let's chill he hasn't even started his story yet you know before we start saying that he completely ruined rebirth because i remember there was a, a big chunk where tomasi had clark reading off of <laughs> you know memorials yes, i don't remember stuff. that fondly no i mean so, no i i have very little to complain about so far and if he ends up yeah. kind of like if, if john kent ends up being the the, the big flub where you know we look back at bendis's run and say right. well he kind of got john really wrong yeah but everything else we really liked i mean is that worth the the give and take i, I don't know but the, the point is is that yeah I'm, I'm not thrilled by the cover or the implication that jonathan kent might show up as this angsty evil teenager 
Um, but I'll wait and see because this not overreact at the, the first glimpse yeah. or something. Um, because I really like this issue. I liked it a lot. Like maybe my favorite issue yeah. has Superman so far. In fact, yeah. most most months actions beat Superman for me. That, this might be a tough one. I don't know if action can do it this month. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, well, action's always been my favorite. You know, month in month out, takes a lot to unseat that one. This issue was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, art was really good. All as that's well. gonna happen in action too. So let's say it goes the darkest timeline, and and he does what fun John can't. I'm gonna be super bummed out because I love action that much. So yeah. yeah. Also, uh, just worth mentioning, I did uh, say it was Ivan Reese on art, but there's actually two artists on this book. Uh, it wasn't oh. just him. Um, Reese and Joe Prado. Uh, da 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 da. It was Oclair Albert. Uh, okay. Was uh oh no, right Joe Prado yeah. Uh, pages 26 and then 23 24 uh so basically the zod stuff was him for the most yeah. part um which is cool uh so no art was really good i thought zod looked great i thought uh him showing up at the end was fantastic i thought all that really fun stuff with the earth growing in size again with adam strange and zod kind of being yeah. right next to it and kind of falling into the earth because it's getting bigger was really entertaining to, to, to read so yeah um no i i have I really like this issue. That was really freaking good. Um, yep. So, yeah, what are you giving it, Matt? Oh, this is a, it's a nine. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Yeah, I, I got to go with a nine as well. I, I really love this one. It's got me hyped up. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll, we'll tag Connor back in because we're going to talk about yep. The Flash. Issue 58, Joshua Williamson writing. Rafa Sandoval on the art. This is the first time we've seen him do Flash specifically. Um, so very different looking Flash issue compared to what very different, to. but I don't know if that's necessarily bad or no, good. There, there are points where I think it's bad, like the uh, the credits page. Yeah, what the hell is going on with his chest? <laughs> like seriously. Let me find it. Hold on. Um, I will say, like bizarrely, I think though the one the only complaints I have about the art is sometimes. Uh, Flash himself when he's yeah you know, like you say the credits page bulky. yeah um, when when he's doing some of these like kind of angular like you know he's you know Flash is running towards the camera as it were so it's like, it's like a sort of extreme angle on him honestly I think he looks kind of too bulky throughout Flash should be you know he's, he's a runner he should be quite lean um, mm. whereas he's he's so muscular like, there's a a couple of pages after that it's after he stops the train. Um, and he's holding the prisoner up, and he's like, oh, "You know, take me. Oh, well, I'm going to take you to the the police station." Yeah. It, it the pose he's in. If I didn't know better, I'd say he used uh, that Liefeld uh, Captain America <laughs> cover as he the uh, <laughs> as the base. That, that's a John Cena pose. Like, yeah, he's very bulky. No, there's no denying yeah. that. Um, what's funny is I actually <laughs> I actually really like the art. Otherwise, though, like I, I think all of the surroundings I, I like how they're in a different country so it feels different to all the other art we've had yeah. up until this point well i like i like the way that he draws motion too though like sandoval it looks sure like yeah when the, the page where, where flash gets hit uh by one of the, the oh yeah and, 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 and his the, lips are all yeah the lips are all yeah out, yeah it looks real good like uh and and when he runs through to save people from the rubble you know there's a sense of motion in there uh that that i just really like it is really right. conflicting because I do like almost all of it, 
It's just the Flash that I dislike, which is kind of a problem in a Flash. In the Flash, yeah. 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 Uh, so then Benizia uh, on this Force quest looking yeah. for Force but, clues. Which, do you, do you guys know where that's from? Why that's kind of familiar? I actually or, is don't. It familiar to you guys? I'm sure you're going to tell me, though. Yeah, so uh, Johnny Thunder, that is where... That's where he was taken to have to be bonded with the Thunderbolt. Oh, cool! As Badanesia. So there's a there's a history with lightning in this place, and so the fact that we have these artifacts in this, you know, old church that seem to be in uh, what's the word I'm looking for imbued with with force powers. Yeah, I like that. And you've got this Gemini pair trying to find yeah. artifacts to steal power from them. Um, mm-hmm. And what's what's interesting is by the end of it, basically Barry is convinced by Iris that he should just sort of forget the Gemini kids and just sort of yeah. no, we should continue on the quest. That's more important. But they're actually going to pursue Flash because they kind of want his power. They're like, no, we can, yeah. we can feed off of him. They yeah. haven't they haven't felt like this in years. Yeah, based off the Speed Force. So um, also, I was promised a lot of gorillas in this issue, and I didn't get any gorillas until the last issue, and it was sad gorillas. Last page. So mean- I feel robbed. Yeah, I mean, last, last... there's lots of gorillas there. Yeah, but gorillas not like, you know, the cover. Like, I'm tired of, tired of this, this trope of comic covers lying to me. That is yeah. pretty misleading, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I expected mean... Gorilla City in here, and I'm not mad that we're in this different place, you know, I, but... I will say that it... I mean, it is misleading, I'm not arguing that, but it's actually better than some comics where at least it appears by the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just it feels like that's the cover for the next issue. It does. It? That, that happens <laughs> a lot in comics. I've I've noticed though is that you, I feel that a lot. Um, I dig that Iris has like goggles because she's running around with yep. the flash a lot, so she just got them ready to go at any yep. point uh, at yep. goggle time. Um, so they end up yeah going to Gorilla City and uh, they find that all the gorillas are dead. Well, I don't know if it's all the gorillas in Gorilla City, but certainly in this no, place. But, but... Yeah, enough. At, at the very least, one faction of gorillas is dead. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's been a one massacre uh, has mm. taken place. So, yeah. no, super interesting. Um, no, I'm digging. I'm digging the the bond between Barry and Iris. Uh, I'm digging them being a team in this. Yeah, I mean, this is the whole Force Quest stuff where Barry's explaining. You know, each each of these forces deals with something else that you wouldn't think. You know, like like the Sage Force deals with empathy. And the the strength force deals with the gravitational pull, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I wonder by the end what we're going to find out about the speed force. Yeah, I will say I did think the issue was a little bit overwritten and it was a bit clunky in places. Um, I'm just to... used to that with Williamson. Like at this point, if that's his style, that's fair. It felt you know? it felt a, a bit more egregious than usual to me. And sure. also, I don't like the the call them all force users what is that what they call them just oh yeah we're, we're looking for force users oh sure yeah um actually do, do what i really like though there's a little point at the start when he's chasing the the, the purse snatcher i like this like oh we're in a different place where there's a lot of foot traffic so instead of usually he has so much room to like you know go just go around cars and stuff but going through a crowd and like a marketplace like that was actually like something he had to think about differently i like yeah, that i was i was really glad iris went you know what took you so long because during this, I was like, "This seems to be taking a while just to catch a person." Yeah. I, know, I know it's different, but even so, it felt like it was taking longer than I would have expected. So, but then it got addressed. So I'm like, "Yeah, go on." Then, and he's been polite. <laughs> as yeah, as the point I out. love that. That's such a Barry Allen thing. And him not wanting to eat at the local places, like, hey, so like, how are you running Central City? 
Give my favorite burger. Also, and be back. I like the touch it. that he knows he can take a well because it's just a person that yeah. he knows he's going to get to him. He's not going to get away, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even at like a a hundredth of his speed, he's going to get right. to the person that. No, it's true. Yeah. All right, that's a rate flash then. What are you giving it, Matt? Well, this was a, a seven point five. I mean, it was pretty decent, but yeah, it's in the juice. Cool, Connor. Yeah, I'm giving it a straight seven. It's mostly solid, but a couple of clunky bits of dialogue and then just the flash not looking that good. Yeah, um, I really like the direction it's going in. But I suppose it is just about a 7.5 overall. But I actually, I feel really good about what it's doing. If that yeah. makes any sense. So I feel really positive even though I'm only giving it a 7.5. But, you know. Uh, I just, I just, I just want to be clear. Sometimes on my raids, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's a seven. It's pretty good, and and it's considerably lower than than your scores are sometimes. Seven's still pretty good, you know. I'm still happy with that. Yeah, I still use the whole scale though. Matt's the one who's like, yeah, yeah. Matt's worse than you are. For sure. I, I told you guys when we started this, everything's a seven. So. <laughs> I think it's kind of shuffled up to everything today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. It's uh, really James's one through five scale, but just done with seven through ten. So it, it's a little bit different. It's a little more than five. But... You, you, it's like you remember the gaming press, Matt. What the hell? Um, where everything has to be at least a, a nine for it to be good. Yeah. And... If it's if it's if it's a, if it's not an eight point five, it's not even worth playing. Sure. Games. Let's move on. Let's move on to Supergirl issue 24. Mark and Draco <laughs> writing and Doc Shaner on the art. Yeah, buddy. God, that man. art. Yeah, that was great. That was, I mean, the art's been good in this book since it started. Uh, well, since it's, well, it was good when it started, yeah. but it's good since the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you had McGuire, but Shaner has a little bit of a pulpier vibe to it, and I feel like this issue was the right issue to do it. I also... Because... I, I feel like it didn't feel like it changed that much either like it's obviously a little bit different because of different artists but it feels like yeah. it's very much in the same tone and style of what it was doing and shaner fits yeah, into but, that really well but i feel yeah shaner i feel this is you took advantage of shaner's strengths because you have these crowd shots in that saloon with all these different aliens and it feels you know you you just feel the different i don't want to say the i'm trying to think of the right thing like there's there's a flavoring to this area that shaner brings to it yeah, and yeah, we have Supergirl angry. going to question people, hopefully leading her to uh, uh, and to info oh, about Rosar, and she's you know using her powers. She's using you know to try to listen for heartbeats that kind of thing and try to like suss out who's, who's there. But she ends up getting into a bit of a fight because she's asking questions, and her power actually runs out because she's got like her, her suit's actually got like X amount of like solar energy stored up, right. and it runs out. And the, the the others think they've they've won, and then she pulls out Rosar's axe, and it's a great you know spread uh, of her just like blocking this hit with this big giant axe yeah. that gets bigger and uh this uh colon actually ends up helping her mm-hmm. um and it's, it's, it's a new character as far as i know as in their yeah, call he, um, yeah, he's not a docs, he's not a docs. Uh, but he ends up helping her out uh, so one of the things is that some planets have solar charging stations so she actually has like a little cable that charges her with solar yep. energy from this like machine which i thought was kind of funny um but she ends up giving this guy a lift he wants a lift uh to to somewhere and she agrees to let him on the ship 
because uh, he can fix parts of the ship as well. Uh, probably my favourite page is actually them sitting in silence on the ship, and it's just it's like it's like four wide panels of them sitting side by side, and you know one's like him just sort of glancing over at her, but then he looks back, and then she glances over at him, and then she looks back. But my favourite part of it is Crypto's tail just sort of in some of the panels being there in the background, yeah. uh, just popping up above from you know whatever you know the yeah. seats are or whatever. Uh, yeah, you can tell that he's like trying to get comfortable, so he's up and moving uh, around. Like you, you see my big dog doing that behind me. It's, ba- yeah, it's basically the same thing. It's, it's the tail going past on the on the screen, just but you can't see anything mm-hmm. else. Almost like the, the fin from Jaws, you know, and the yep. shark just going past. Uh, but more um, adorable. Also, the the when Crypto comes to help Kara, they're like, "Oh my God, it's a dog that flies." Yes. Like just the the some of the random you know dialogue here in in what's like all hail the axe queen. Uh, oh yeah, with Kara. When, really funny. So, it's really funny stuff. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's just really fun and pulpy. It flows so well. That, that this book was such a surprise uh, when it came back and. Um, you know, we have the villains try to track Kara down still and keeping an eye on her, um, and uh, they don't want their little minion to actually do anything with her, but they don't trust them not to, so she's got, like, someone else to step in, uh, so we've so, so some plot stuff set up. The, the issue ends with uh, Kara wants to go to the scene of the crime, which turns out to be Krypton, but she didn't think this through very well, because when they get there, there's a minefield of kryptonite, and she immediately collapses and starts bleeding from the nose. Yeah. Um, I have to admit that was a bit of a a, a dumb decision on her part. She really should Oversight. have thought this through a little bit more. But then remember, she's a sixteen-year-old girl, right? She's very impulsive. If only one thing could hurt me, even at sixteen, I think I would be really thinking about it. Where, where would that be? Where would I want to avoid oh, and going? The, and I guess that's the difference between me and Pete, because <laughs> uh, you don't rush in headfirst into things. No, strategize, yeah. strategize, people. Uh, what do you need that for? Just rush in. Take out as many as you can. I feel this is a, if we played D&D, this would be our two different classes. Right? Whereas, <laughs> that, that's what I do. You just point me in a direction and hack away, sir. And I, you're just like, alright, this is the plan. I, I, I feel like if we were playing D&D, I'd be the dungeon master. Just like, every time Matt asked me, I really do, or, you know, I'd be about to describe who some characters are so that the party can make a choice on what they do next. And Matt would just shout, I hit with my axe! Roll for attack. I'm, I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Matt is Leroy Jenkins. He is. No, he yeah. is. He is. Yeah. Alright, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's there planning it. It's all, fu- it's all sort of... <laughs> Matt just charges in. They'd be like, Matt, what character class are you going to be? He's like, what's the closest to a bear? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we were getting ready to play a Star Wars themed one, I was going to be a Wookiee just based off of that. And they're also the strongest. So... And I, I amplified my own strength because I wanted to rip arms off of stormtroopers. So I asked the guy that was going to run the game, how, how strong do I need to be to do that? And he made up a number. So that's what I did. I couldn't do anything else yeah. that I could rip arms off. If nothing else, Matt for sure would be the tank of the group. There's no there's no doubt in that. Yeah. A lot of hit points and big attacks, but nothing else. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl's very good. It's very, very good. Um yeah, as much as I critique her her intelligence a little bit, not not realizing she's going into into yeah. a kryptonite minefield, um, oh that, like I have I have a little to complain about. Um, yeah, I like oh, the art. That, I mean, really, this going. time with Shainer. Damn it! I know that's twice now. 
really going for it tonight. At least it doesn't do that thing where I have to constantly watch the the audio because it just jumps it. Oh sure, yeah. To the highest, which is which is good. I can just you know hit and reset. But yeah. Yeah. Ah. So it was really good. I, you know, obviously Crypt was a lot of fun. I, I like the new character. They have an interesting chemistry. Um, Art's very playful. I have, I have uh, nothing to complain about. And anytime they partner her up with a Kaluan, I like because that that goes back to her Supergirl and the Legion stuff, where mm. she had a, she had a romance with Brainy. So that's no, cool. That's cool. Uh, so I'm excited to see uh, how we tackle uh, the the crime scene, as it were, uh, and the villains are hot in our tail, but. Uh, the book's not let me down yet, and this is what the fourth issue of this, I think. So yeah, um, yeah. So we giving it, Matt. Uh, Eight point five. I, man, a lot of lot of stuff to love. That's a fun. All hail the act queen. There's a fun little bit of feedback that was coming in the first second. It was just amusing. Um, I will give a. I'm over the nine. I I loved it. This this is, this is up there for me. So no, that's my third nine this week. By the way, I'm having a good week for comics. Yeah, you I'm, are. I'm having a damn good week. More uh, more nines than a angry German. <laughs> that was a good joke. All right, that'll take us on then to Catwoman issue five. Joel Jones on, well, writing and art, double J. Yeah. So, yeah. So this issue it plays out sort of in sort of just two two things happening at once. We play out almost every page until very late on, is. Catwoman intervening when her sister's about to be injected because uh, she was, right. you know, at the the hospital last issue, and and then of course we found out that uh, Creer was going to, or sorry, Creel was going to murder yeah. her husband, and yep. she's doing that, and it's kind of playing yeah. out uh, tangentially as we as we go on, and we have Catwoman fighting the orderlies, getting getting attacked, eventually being knocked out alongside Mister um, Creel, you know, the governor like dying and well i say dying he the 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 drug makes him kill himself he he grabs a piece yeah. of glass and just starts slashing himself it's, it's actually kind of dark it's called narcissatrine yeah yeah hooey this, this is up there with nuke from robocop <laughs> that's bad news what a reference i wasn't expecting a, a nuke reference from robocop too there you go. <laughs> um i actually really like this issue i i thought this uh flowed really well because i think I was more lukewarm in the first couple issues than I was expecting to be, because I, I was really excited going in, and I feel like the last couple have kind of actually went kind of up the way a bit for me, where I'm like, oh, this yeah. is actually kind of more kind of the quality I was expecting. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might be out. Oh, uh, man. Oh, I don't go. hate it, but... <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like it's, oh, this is really bad, but I feel like the same as how I did at the start, where I'm like, I mean, it's fine. Uh, but I feel like I'm just reading out of habit. I'm not really enjoying it. I don't know. I, I feel like this is the most interesting I've I've been in, in Creel. Like, yeah, I want to know what her deal is. Like, why is she flooding the market with this stuff? Like, what? I mean, I know it's all profit. That's all drug dealers do. Oh, sure, but like, yeah. you know what I mean. But like, there's other reasons. Like, what what's in it for her? Like, is she gonna take over this whole West Coast or whatever? And now she's, she's making her out? son take it because it will give her strength for a bit. You know, yeah, to fight. You you think like. Because he's gonna go confront Catwoman. Yeah. And so he's like, take it as a failsafe. Like it'll, you know, don't take too much. Um, and and I'm wondering if that's why she looks the way she does. It's because she's hooked on it. You know, so she's she's not actually that old and decrepit. Mm. She just the years of abuse of this stuff has caused so much harm that she has to wear that false face. 
Yeah, uh, also I think the art as well because it settled in. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking it was rougher than I expected in issue one, if you yeah. recall. It was uh, it was heavy on the inks yeah. to start yeah. with. It um, has settled down a bit, yeah. No, and I really like it. I, I love that that those two two page layouts back to back. One of like finding mm-hmm. the dead body, and then you got Selena like holding off like what, eight orderlies as she's fighting. Yeah. Um, I really like those pages. I thought it had a really nice flow to it. I liked how light it was on dialogue. It was a very quick read because yeah. of that, admittedly. But... Yeah, surprisingly quick. Yeah, and then when she's knocked out, she has this like sort of like, you know, not vision, but she's you know Bruce is telling her to wake up, like can't wake up, and she doesn't want to until she eventually hears him shout, uh, and that's mm-hmm. when she, when she does. No, I'm actually, I mean, I'm at the point though where I'm kind of interested in Creel. I'm interested in what her yep. deal is, and she's kind of a, an interesting villain at this point, mm-hmm. and I don't think she was before. But Catwoman does break, uh, get up and she gets, gets out of her ties and that's kind of how we end the issue with her. Uh, and her sister too. Her yeah. sister kind of... Doesn't her sister talk at the end? She talks before uh, she's knocked out. Yeah. No, not at the end. At the end she's still back no. in the hospital presumably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she does yeah, say yeah. Selena uh, before she gets knocked out. Um, which, is, which is cool. But yeah. um, So yeah, she wakes up in the mansion, in the, the Creel mansion mm-hmm. at the end and you know takes out the guard. But that's where we leave it off. No, I was yeah, I was really into this one actually. This is probably the most I've enjoyed this book. Was this issue? So I'm actually yeah, I'm, surpri- it, it, I'm surprised to hear Connor kind of go further down. On I say I am not because it seems to be con- both of you guys seem to be consistent. Where you were more open, Connor was less open to it, and it's just it's kept delivering what you guys are expecting. Mm. You know, it's, and I'm more on Pete's side. It, it's not like I think it's gotten worse or anything like no. that. I, th- I think. Uh, I just, I mean, to, to put it this way, I had two issues of this to read today because I missed, missed the, the last, yeah, I missed the, the, the last episode we were on and I never felt inclined to go out of my way to read it beforehand to catch up. So I read these two back to back and they were the final books that I read. And I went, all right, I suppose I'll read them. And they didn't really do anything to change my mind. Yeah. I mean, so well, that's like, fair. I mean, I, I will give Jones credit enough that her writing's been consistent. Like it's not all over the place. It's not really up and down, you know. No, I, I don't think it's technically bad. I I still like yeah. the art. I think uh, yeah. I think the art the art has improved. Yeah, I think again, I think is the ink specifically have yeah. um, got a bit bit more refined as it's gone on. I think I think it's been finding its feet. I I feel like our flaw as a storyteller is I don't think she maybe had the best idea of how to start the story, and it wasn't necessarily that great to begin with. Uh, I think the more we build up this this villain, uh, and we more we build up, and I think adding Catwoman's sister into this has been has been a pretty big mm-hmm. deal for for making it feel more personal to her to give give her a bit more stakes in the story. Because as she even points out when she's woke, waking up here towards the end, is that I I didn't want anything to do with you. I wasn't investigating you. I wasn't you know I wasn't caring about your stupid family or your city or what you do here. Right. I just wanted to be left alone. But you couldn't leave me alone. So nope. here we are. Mm. Nope. So I, I mean I'm intrigued going forward, but no, this was a really fun read. I thought. I I agree. I... Cool. Uh, with that said, then we'll rate the book. Matt, what are you giving it? Solid seven point five. Cool, Connor. I'll give it a six. Um. I. I feel like I've. Although I'm detective, I'm rating everything quite highly this week. But I do kind of want to give this an eight. Like, I I feel like. I don't know. Um, I was into this a lot more than I was expecting to be actually this this week, because um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the last issue, but like I, I feel like it's, it's it's reached a new height for me. So, um, I, I guess I've just I've just handed out the the good scores, uh, 
on this episode. Uh, which does take us on to Titans number 29, Dan Abnett writing um, and Kaiyu Jung on the art. Uh, the Titans having escaped narrowly from Drowned Earth last issue yeah. uh, have crash land on a planet they are marooned because there was no time to actually, you know, collaborate, you know, coordinate where they were going and calibrate right. the, 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 the boom room. Um, that's what they call it, right? The boom room? The boom room, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, so they're stranded on this, this planet and it's kind of them dealing with their own insecurities, them dealing with the fact of, of we'll say, monsters they are, because the big cliffhanger, of course, is that Miss Martian has been injured and she's been trying, she was trying to use her, her powers to, like, fly over the planet and, like, find out where they are in relation to Earth, because she's like, well, I've got telekinesis, so worst comes to worst, I can just, like, fly the ship there manually, you know, if we're, if we're close enough to Earth. Uh, but they don't recognise Earth, and so... So they're just they're just kind of they're there, they're stuck there. Beast Boy freaks out and goes nuts and loses control and becomes big proper beastly, you know, right. monster Beast Boy. Um and to the point where he might even trash their boom room and which'll, you know, ruin any chances they've got of getting off. Yep. And in trying to calm him down, Miss Martian gets weak enough and loses control herself and she can't maintain her her green Martian presence anymore and she turns into a white Martian. So they're all seeing this. This is the cliffhanger at the end of the issue. So, so, question: Have white Martians always had forearms, or is that something new? Because I can't remember. It seems fami- sw- it seems familiar. Sw- I'm not surprised by it. Yeah, because I could have sworn they looked like they were just bigger than green Martians. You know, um, I'm more sure they've always had four. Yeah, four, four okay. seems familiar to me. It's been a little bit different in you know adaptations, but I think the comics have always yeah. had four. I'm gonna look this up real quick. Because yeah. it, it took me by surprise, but it didn't feel wrong. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe because I'm just used to all the adaptation versions. Yeah, you're you used know? to like them on Supergirl. You're used to them on whatever uh-huh. animated show. Uh, did you like the issue though, Matt? Yeah, it, it was good. I'm I'm getting a little over Raven just reminding us that she doesn't have her soul self. Like, we know. Yeah, she's, like, she's constantly saying, oh, I, I, it, I, I, I logically, looking at this, I should feel feel sorry for this person. So I feel sorry because I think I should feel sorry, but not because I actually feel anything. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of uh, narration narration boxes. In fact, my main complaint with the issue, if I've got if I've got like a major complaint, is I think it jumps between narrators a little bit too often. Uh, oh, too much. Yeah. There was a couple of pages where it would like have narration boxes in the top half of the page for one character, and then it would switch to another character, and then back to another character on the following page. And I was like, okay, calm it down a little bit. I I, I think the best thing to do when you have a book like this, for the most part. It is for each issue decide okay who's who's the central character for this issue that's going to be the, the narrator and maybe right. just stick like, to them. Have it be Donna, yeah, you know, or have it be N- Natasha. Which we did uh, last issue. To be fair, Abner's yeah. done it before. It's just this one felt a yeah. bit more jumbled uh, in terms of focus yeah. because of that. Um, I, I, I generally like the plot though. Uh, I like the the revel- revelation, um, but I and the, the art's pretty good. Mikhail Jung's a, a good artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I, I like big proper Beast Boy. I'm gonna call him Monster Boy. Monster Boy. Because yeah. Monster you know, Man. It's more fun to say. He's a, he's a Beast Boy. Yeah. But he was a Monster Man. Yeah, there you go. So I like that. I like him just losing it because that's been the struggle since the totality. You know, the piece yeah. of the Source Wall is he 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 has to concentrate on keeping his proper form. No. So the fact like he gets onto this planet and starts wreaking havoc on him, he just loses it. That was cool. And I also like Natasha trying to figure everything out. Like, she feels less than because she can't get this going. Because it's like her one skill yeah, she, she, is she, supposed she, to be able to... 
she's beating herself up over it. So they're, they're all yeah. going through a pretty hard time. Except Raven, yeah. amusingly, because she doesn't feel anything. <laughs> Everyone else right. does go through a really hard time. Yeah, and she and we only know that because she keeps telling us. Yes. Um, so too many narration boxes, maybe Raven's been a little bit repetitive, mm. but I, I generally know what's going on, and I assume this is how we're going to end up with Kyle around, is that he'll maybe be the one that finds them here. Yeah, the, the beacon. Them. Yeah. Because there is a beacon going that they, they get fired up, um, and he'll probably be in the neck of the woods, wherever they are. It's just, it's curious that, like, they weren't supposed to be able to boom out of out of range but something with the 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 ship that mm. they they ran into that affected them it's, so a, it's interesting how this is not really but in, in a kind of a weird tangential way still kind of connected to drowned earth because the reason why they're out mm-hmm. here is because of drowned earth and they right. even say we've got information about the villains that we should give to the justice league but we need to get back to give it to them so there's still kind right. of like a a thread from drowned earth in a very minor way but is there so i'll be curious if they show up at the end of drowned earth and be like hey we brought intel we can take them down or do they just never get back in time and they come back later and it's like oh well yeah that didn't matter in the end <laughs> yeah so i'm looking in uh, all the incarnations so far of white martians have always had two arms but they have two mouths so like they have a mouth in their stomach and a mouth in their you know up in the head so being that they're shape changers i guess they can just kind of do whatever they want I'm sure I've seen uh, forearm white Martians before. Yeah, that's I, I can't find any though. Like I'm looking, like I googled forearmed white Martian and nothing's really coming out. You know? I'm... It's weird. So I mean whatever, artistic license. Yeah, it, it didn't it surprise it's, it's me. Comics. And they they can shape shift, like, so they can make have as many arms as they bloody yeah. want. So, um but, yeah. but no. Yeah. Uh, no, so that, that was Titans. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? Uh, another solid seven point five. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'll say seven. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. I, I didn't enjoy it maybe as much as the the last several issues, but I, I, yeah. I'm still I'm still digging it. Uh, so that'll take us on to Hawkman number six. Rob Vendetti writing and Brian Hitch on the art. You two read this, so by all means, take yeah. it away. So they're still fighting the dead planet. Did you read this one, Connor? I did. We're still in the microverse. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the microverse, the fighting the dead planet. Uh, Hawkman knows though that there's some nth metal somewhere because he for him to be called down there, there it has to be Yeah. so you know Ray had done this trick where he had uh, grew himself but that's because they're in the microverse and it's basically just about perspective so he can make himself bigger because compared to the microverse yeah. you know um, he's just shrinking less right so uh, but he can't he can't grow too much or he'll burst apart the microverse so it's this this yeah you not know, sure how he's getting line. in and out to be honest yeah right so he uh he does that and he's keeping the 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 dead world at bay while while carter looks for this this store of nth metal and then he gets a flash and kind of remembers like it's not just one thing it's a ship from uh, a time where he was rainian and it's this whole nth metal um, yeah, it's powered by uh, it's, it's an nth metal reactor core. Yep. So he digs that out of the dead planet and uses that, and he can't get it to con- like to work. So he uses these voice commands that just come to him that are a bit silly. Yeah, but... he's trying all these things like you know, engine on, you know, not recognize, right. ignition, not recognize. It keeps okay. going. He's he's like you know, up, up and away, nothing. Yeah. 
And then, of course, the one that works, he says, saw. And, and, it, and, and then it, goes, it flies. Yeah. So him and, him and Ray end up out and kind of put it together. That was from the time that he was Iranian. And that the time, his time is linear, but not as we think of it. So for him to go through and put all these in different periods and in different places, it was to basically to keep the Deathbringers off yeah. his trail. And the reason they work out that it, that the ship uh, at least was modified when he was yep. Iranian is because it has a Zeta drive on it. Right. So that's how they get out of there. They just boom that's out. Right. And it's kind of cool. Yep. Um, so it's a lot of fun sciencey stuff, and then we get like the Deathbringers are now because of the ship, uh, and because of his exploits in the last five issues, um, they're kind of on to to Carter Hall. Yeah, because uh, we we get a glimpse of one of them, you know, where you know, where are you, great betrayer? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, perhaps oh yeah, Earth. It's 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 been too long since the Deathbringers demanded tribute of that rock. As I know, no matter how long or far Qatar, just K. T-A-R. Uh, I'll find you. I'll, I await our reunion, old friend. And it's kind of implying that maybe he was one of these. Right. Uh, in his first life, he was one of these Deathbringers. Death right. Yeah, and, and it kind of ties it back to him being in the, the Forge in Metal. Yeah. You know, too, with the with the Betrayer. Like, this is his... This mm. is always his role. Um, yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. No, so, um, the solid action. It is is great throughout, um, but the yeah. ending uh, with this, you know, this orange glow uh, around all this, like this red dust, it's downright gorgeous. There, there's a panel, uh, the second last page, the bottom panel, um, is just this guy stood there in the, in silhouette in this, you know, this red kind of dust. And he's got the wings, and he's got this big bladed, double bladed staff, mm-hmm. and it's such a great panel. Yeah. No. This, this book for the, is such a blast. Looking for the one because he brings up like basically as as he's lived all these lives, but he can always count on friends. Is that that's what the giant force is? And I, I like how they're playing up his relationship with Ray because that's one of my yeah. favorite things from the Johns run. Because I recently gave that a, a reread, and their relationship, just them. There's a whole issue of them going out to dinner and talking. You know, and I like how they're playing that up here. And even with uh, him showing up in Superman, I'm liking that Ray Palmer's getting a little bit yeah. more of a spotlight. I after being say, on I, for I have to, I've just remembered, I have to critique some of the worst dialogue yet comes at the end of this issue. Yeah. So, Carter says to Ray, it's like, hey, I, I don't know where I'm going next, but hey, these Deathbringers are coming. I could use a wingman. And Ray goes, you know, I wish I could, but, you know, microverse, can't really leave it unprotected. And then, like, literally two panels later he goes well if you need me you know where to find me and he's like he just said he needed you right like what, what the hell yeah but but that, uh, it's out of there that's where i finally found the page where he says you know when someone is your true friend they become a part of you and yeah. it's never easy to say farewell so i like that they're they're playing that up but yeah had <laughs> a little bit better dialogue there yeah you know? I, I mean don't go oh hey can, can you come and help me out uh, not really, not right now. But if you need me, you know where I am. I'm like, yep. Well, it's not very helpful, is it? Nope. And the next issue is teasing an origin, so I'm sure we'll get the Deathbringer stuff there. Yes. So I'm excited. I really, I'm looking forward to this book. Has been 
just so much fun. Yeah. And it's really it's really delivered on the whole, you know, Indiana Jones through time and space. Yeah. You know, we've gotten little adventures here and there. Like and this this microverse one was pretty fun. It was, and, the, and like I say, you know, the, you've got the, the pair of them together, the great banter. Uh, Ray discovers the the version of of uh, Carter that was in the the microverse was uh, yeah. called Avion. And, oh, that's right. And he had like jet boots, I think it was, mm-hmm. or something like that, anti gravity yeah. boots instead of wings. And Ray's like, "Well, that's way more sciency and fun. You should go back to that." <laughs> yeah. So the big hawk. Yeah. But but he still had the hawk theming. You know, he did. He still had the yeah. the green and gold, and you know the the hawk logo. Yep. And the name, so, you know, Avian is kind of Avian, you know, birdie. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I still hope we we get to the bottom of this whole the, the the bear clan, and the the wolf clan, and the hawks, and the it's coming the owls and stuff. That's what I'm still waiting for. So, hopefully, yeah, yeah. So so what would you rate it? Uh, I give this one a, an eight. Yeah, you have an eight point five. Um, cool. Yeah, I thoroughly been enjoying the series. So, yeah, that's Hawkman. Cool. Shall move on <laughs> to our final book of the week, which is Plastic Man number six, the final issue in the miniseries. Um, which is nice because it means one less book on week two, since week two has ballooned a little bit. But yep. it's a shame because it's kind of awesome. It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, although, interestingly, it ends one of the plot threads throughout uh, with uh, Granite Janet, which, by the way, I love that name. Uh, <laughs> she she's set up for a sequel because at the end, like you know, like she's still hanging there and she's like looking for Plastic Man. And it says, "Oh, Plastic Man will return soon. We hope." And I'm like, oh. "Unless Granite Janet gets away." Yeah, so they they, they actually set up a plot thread. Uh, because there's not been like that much time spent on it, but there has been a little bit every issue building this and building her. Yeah, so. I'm I'm expecting it will happen after the uh, the female Fiori's mini now, because I think they'll want to keep the team together here. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, so the main thing is that um, so we had a Durlin last issue and Plastic Man's fighting fighting him and. They have the big fight. He has a shark head at one point, uh, and ultimately he kind of fakes his so, death. Sorry, oh. can we not overlook the shark head bit where he's being choked by three arms from the Durlan? So he turns into a shark head and bites off the arms, and they're they're still just off around his neck, and then he gives him the middle finger. <laughs> and I, then he does say, "I'm an effing shark." He does say that, yes. That was enjoyable. That's, that's pretty great. I, 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 can't, I can't deny these facts. <laughs> I just feel like you brushed over that too quickly. Because I'm not looking at it. I, I, I was getting to the the infiltration of the Cabal. And... Yeah, that, that's cool and all, but I'm an effing shark. Because what I liked about it is that I immediately said, oh, he's just pretending to... Because we think everyone thinks Plastic Man's dead, and it's the Durlin who's coming out of the water. Yes, because the, the, the pair of them look the yeah. same as, as they fell into the water. And I was like, well, this is an obvious uh, misdirection. This is Plastic Man playing him. Uh, but Dr. Psycho plays along, and then as soon as they get to the base, he immediately starts screaming, it's him, it's Plastic Man, he's trying to trick us. And I was like, oh, good, good, he actually thought of that. Good, because it was really obvious. Um, and then the trick is, oh, he actually shrunk down and hid inside Dr. Psycho's ear. Yeah. So then he jumps out. It was out. clever, because it, it, yeah. it played on that expected trope. And then he used Dr. Psycho's powers to take control of Queen Bee to then start fighting with uh, one of the others, I think Amazo. Um, 
and basically he essentially wins and gets them all to back off from everyone he knows because he says look i'm pretty unkillable which means i'm going to keep showing up and i'm going to be really annoying over and over again unless you just stop it so basically <laughs> basically uh hugo strange agrees to these terms <laughs> he's like yeah that seems easier yeah um and he comes back and uh, pedo who ran away from the social services lady um uh, plastic man's like you know what i've changed my mind i'm going to be a hero and keep you around and all ends happily except janet granite on, on our way yes. or granite janet not janet granite yeah granite janet granite janet either way it works it's fine <laughs> it does yeah oh this is a good name uh, and we got one last wang and yeah, as he's winning, essentially, he's, he's, he's like Plastic Man just beat up five of the toughest supervillains by himself. He, he literally takes a bow and then teleports back down, shouting, and that's so wang. Yep. That's, that's what that, happens. That kind of sums up this book, really. It that's does. so wang. I, I think... Do we ever find out if wang was good or bad? Or wang it's is both. just wang? It's situational. It's situational. Gotcha. It's like saying something is shit versus saying something is this shit. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. It could be about both. So you can say Connor is Wang, but Connor is the Wang. Well, there's no actual the, but I mean, yeah, kind of. Okay. You could say, you know, Matt's Wang and Peter's Wang. And you could, it could be either Y. Well, we all know I'm the cool one. Like, come on. Sure. Sure. That's Uh, fine. That's Wang. That's I'm gonna start saying that. My wife's gonna get so bad. So, so sometimes, uh, sometimes when someone's delusional, you just play along. Uh, right. Like the episode um, of the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer that I just watched right. last night. I walked right into it. Connor <laughs> walked right into it. Um, Are you getting as sick of this as me, Matt? Yes. Yeah. Well, I have to deal with it on every bloody video we do. Yes, I know. Um, speaking of, of slang words, I do appreciate that on Flash, Norris says "shway" from Batman. Oh, Beyond. she added a new one this week. Oh, this other uh, shrap. Yeah. Oh. Instead okay. of shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that one's new. I just remember Shway from. See, from, I haven't yeah, seen a whole so. bunch of Batman Beyond, so I I I likened it to uh, Impulse saying um, Crash yeah. and Crash the Mode from Young Justice, right. but yeah, apparently Shway was a thing in Batman Beyond. That's fair enough. Yep. So. Yeah. Wang and Shui. I'm gonna I'm gonna start using them. You should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Wang. Oh, Ashley's gonna be so mad. It's gonna be great. <laughs> She's gonna be so wanged off. <laughs> well, she, yeah. Well, she gets tired of Aya Zur all the time too, um, oh, because dear. she's not a sir, as she likes to point out. Um, yeah. So, uh, possibly, uh, Nar is just as good as always. There's almost nothing to say about it because it's just as consistent as it's been. But there's something you can say about the art. It's Wang. It's Wang. It's you know Wang. I, I think the only critique I could have is the shark head looks slightly more cartoony. I think it's the colors. There's no. It, it's so uh, so flat in the colors compared to everything else that it feels slightly off. This feels like such a first world kid play. My shark head in my comic book is a little bit more cartoony than everything else. Yeah. We should, uh, we should mention this issue starts with um, him in his, he's in his own head giving himself a little monologue about facts about plastic mm. and why he's so cool because plastic's way better than everything else. 
And, you know, he's on about, hey, you know, everyone's got to have things. I miss spandex. You know, you got to have armor. If you're a gymnast, yeah, let's put you in armor. You're a detective, have some Kevlar. And he's like, I could do armor, but what's the point? I'm too cool. Yes, that was probably the gist of it. Um, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to critique the book, is I think that the plot was a little bit more convoluted in places enough. than it needed to be. Was that Matt? I thought you were going to say it wasn't weighing enough. Oh, no. Now, it's a little bit more convoluted in places than it maybe could be. When I think back of how we revealed the Cabal and how we how we got from A to B to C to D, I'm like, yeah, there was maybe a too much going on almost yeah. overall. But That's fair. The the characters, the relationship with Pedro, um, Plastic Man's journey and like him like sort of t- taking stock of his life and whatnot, I really liked all yeah. that stuff. And the art was great. It was consistently pretty funny. Um... It, it was, yeah. So, no. Yeah, Matt, would, would you like to know Pedo's full title? Yeah, please. Uh, Pedo Swankatoon, the suave prince of Pine Street. Oh, God. I would say you can't make this up, but someone literally made it up. So. <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a shui title, that. Very, that is pretty shui. Very shui. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm, get, I'm getting bogged down in your shui's, wangs, and other things bollocks crash that's a real one <laughs> bollocks that, is a real that, one. that's one of your guys's words that confuses me because it seems like it should just be bs but it's not so well you mean as sometimes it's positive yeah yeah so like you know or it's balls like that's how Stuart explained it to me like bollocks is like balls yeah it's just yeah, it's but, the testicles yes that's that's, yeah. that's, that's what bollocks are right um, I'm not so saying like, it's, 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 it's used in a similar way. Like you go, oh, bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've no, I, I don't use it positively. Does it, I mean, some people will say something is the bollocks. I don't do that. I am a civilized right. person. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't really do it very often. I, I, I use bollocks a fair amount, but rarely positively. I don't think I use bollocks that much, actually, in general. That I think about it. Well, even, even the uh, who was never mind the bollocks, the Sex Pistols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that title has a whole different meaning now. Because I was, I always thought it was like never mind the bullshit. Right? That, that's like a punk rock thing. But never mind the balls. That's that's a completely different thing. I, I feel like I say balls more than I do bollocks. If I get annoyed at something, I'll say balls more than bollocks. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's just because it's shorter than Yeah, shorter than I'm lazy. That's pretty much it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing I never heard until I started watching the Goldbergs. Because the, the youngest son says that a lot. You know, he'll go, oh, balls. <laughs> it's basically yeah. just a, a more PG way of dropping an F-bomb when you're annoyed at something. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Okay. So, so Shui, Shui, Wang, and what? Well, they rate Plastic Mad first, Matt. Hold your horses. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Connor, what are you, what are you rating? I, I am rating it Wang. I knew you were going to say that. That was, <laughs> you were going to do it, so that was the most obvious, obvious setup I ever. I know. We should have said it was 10 wings out of 10. No, uh, in all seriousness, no, it's like a, it's an 8. I will concur with the 8. It is, it is eight, 8 wang out of 10 shui. <laughs> well, hang on. Now you're yeah. mixing, mixing units. You can't, you can't do metric and imperial in the, in the same time. Sure That's you can. like nine inches, six meters. Like no, no it doesn't work. 
Shui's or Wang's. Either's fine, but not both. What's the, what's the conversion metric? Shui's and Wang's can be together. Don't don't be so yeah, old but, fashioned. But, but... How, how many Wang's from way? Stanley? <laughs> How big it is as the Shui's and Wang should say <laughs> segregated from each other. They shouldn't be mixing. How, how many Wangs to a Shui? Three Wangs to a Shui. Okay. <sighs> but you get four Shui's in a crash. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm just laughing that you said three Wangs. Like, I just... Mud's about 12, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, always. Like, yeah, she knows right now. Yeah. Uh, that should be Dick's new nickname, is Wang. Well, hey, Wang. It's better than Rich. Wang Grayson. It's better than Rick or Rich or whatever the hell. I believe it's Rich. Did they go I think it's Rick. That's Rick. I see right, it's Rick. Whatever it is. It's stupid. That's what it is. And DC needs to get their crap together. I don't know. And stop being playing. It's not even Rick with a K on the end. Yeah, it's just, just R-I-C. Just R-I-C. Actually, what a... The Titans oh, TV show actually kind of gets around. I mean, he's still called Dick, and they've still used that a couple of times. But they get around it in a lot of normal scenes because he's a, a cop, so he's referred to as Detective Grayson. And I'm like, ah, they're very sly. I see what you yeah. did there. So he's, he's <laughs> so he's a detective. So that makes him a dick. He's so a he's dick. Dick, yes. dick Grayson. Yes. Dick, Dick. He's Dick the Dick. It's funny because at one point Starfire uh, really emphasizes his name. He's like, yeah, good job, Dick. And he's just sort of gave a look at us like, yeah, okay, yeah, no one's ever done that before. Yeah, very good. I think, I think Raven did it once as well. She, she probably did. The, 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 it's only been a couple of times, but I feel like we're going to get it once from each of them. Yeah. So we, we've, we've oh, still like, got these boys to go. My younger brother used to think that he was getting away with stuff by calling us Richards when he was like nine or ten. So, so yeah. Uh all right, yeah, best best stuff of the week. This is the part of the show where we pick our favorite yep. panel slash moment, favorite art, favorite cover, and top five books of the week. If I can speak properly. Um, all right, so start with panel slash moment, Matt. So so mine comes from Mister Miracle, mm-hmm. and it's it's where he where where Scott and and young Jake are on the couch and they have their feet up on Dark Side. And Darkseid just looks pissed. You son of a bitch. That was that was as soon as I read that this week, that was gonna be my moment. Then I can actually say that whole page because I just love yeah. the way that it's laid out and whatnot. So Connor. Uh I'm I'm going with I'm an effing shark. Because <laughs> that just cracked me up and I was like, Yes, I'm gonna miss this book. I mean uh, I can't I can't fault it. That's um, such a Jason Aaron thing too. You would expect that out of him. Sure right. As tempted as I am to have Wonder Woman smacking Steve's ass, because there's a temptation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's pretty wang. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. I think there's a temptation as well for um, some stuff from Superman, but I think I have to go with Mr. Miracle as well. Um and I'm probably going with the stuff in the rain. I, I think that's... Uh, emotionally, I think that is the high point of the issue for me. Although the ending right. is also really good. But I mean, you, you could take any of those moments where someone comes to talk to him from yeah. his past that's almost a ghost. Because even the Granny Goodwin... Oh, look, Granny Goodness one is is surprisingly sweet. So... I, I think what, what, what works about the, the High Father one is that's the one where he turns around and sort of fights yep. back. Because every other one yeah. he just kind of takes it. But that's the one right. where he turns around and resists. Um, 
So, Alright, so uh, best cover of the week. Now, I want to say Ooh. that I love the Detective Comics variant a lot. Um, but I'm actually going to have to go with the Superman variant. I never actually checked who it was. I remember. Um, but... There's a lot of good covers, isn't there? There's a lot of good, a lot yeah. of good ones this week. Um, oh, no, I was on the... Oh, was, I actually happened to be on the title page as it was. Oh, oh no! Comicsology. <laughs> Stop it. Stop misbehaving. So, so I'll say what well, Pete's messing around because I have mine. Oh, here um, we go. No, Adam Hughes. I thought it was Adam okay. Hughes. It'll, it'll look at Adam Hughes at one. Ma- Matt's is probably the Wonder Woman variant. Um, possibly, but so I love that variant and it looks really great. But I especially love how it plays with light, including the logo. Like the the darkness affects the logo and like part of it's missing. I really like that. It really feels like he's trapped in some sort of phantom zone. I dig it. Yeah, I could have done without the 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 word boxes though. The um, word boxes, the word bubbles. I you know like, what? I don't even remember the word box. I'm gonna go back and look at it again. I'm yeah. looking at it now. It's, it still tickles. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I I take away the word box or the, the word balloon. Yeah. The rest of it though, I love. I, I think that's a beautiful cover. Yeah. I love how it plays with the the, the lighting and the title as well. I like it, but I don't think it stacks up against like half of the other ones this week for me. That's fine. We've established yeah. many a time that you're wrong, so that's okay. What, what, what are you picking? Hey, Connor. Matt, hang, well, Matt, do you want to go first? Because I assume you're taking the Wonder Woman one. No, I'm not taking the variant. I'm taking the, the actual Wonder Woman cover. Okay, I just, cool. I, I love the composition of that Dodson's cover. Yeah. Like, the color, the the fact that she's lifting two soldiers up. Um, It just looks great. I was only a shout-out to the, the Flash variant. She got running all cover. over the place. Yeah. Like very looks very like modern art esque. Um and the Hawkman variant too. That one's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Joe, I, I was gonna go with the Wonder Woman variant, but uh, yeah. the, the Wonder Woman main cover was strong contender as well. But I think I'm just gonna go with the, the simplicity of uh, Mr. Miracle's variant. Just the, the, I like the it. big the big dark side is. With him poking out from the corner. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, best art of the week then, Matt. Who this? So, so any other time, this would probably would have gone to Mister Miracle, but I really love Doc Shaner on Supergirl this week. Mm. So that's who I'm giving it to. I see. Yeah, Connor. I can't really find read it, but I can never fault Doc Shaner as a, as a choice. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Carrie Nord for Wonder Woman. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Bollocks, Wang. <laughs> they typically go together, yes, Matt. I'm just saying. <laughs> they come as a set normally. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably be boring here and just go with Garrett's. Um, I love Shano's yeah. art on on Supergirl, uh, and I really like Superman as well. Mm. And I like Carrie Nord, but I think I have to go with Garrett's. And oh, and Milo. I need, I need to reference uh, Melo from from yeah. Plastic Man. Hitch Hitch was pretty great on Hawkman too. To be uh-huh. fair, so a lot of good art this week. I was a lot of good art, a lot of good books this week. Didn't even mention Gio Domenico there. I know. No. weird. Uh, so top five books of the week, though. Matt, take it away. All right, number one's gonna be Superman. I know it's pretty, uh, uh, you know, pretty surprising, but I am shocked. It was that good. Shocked. Uh, I went there. Two is Mr. Miracle. Three is Supergirl. Four is Wonder Woman. 
And five, five is tough because they're they're kind of log jammed. But I think five is going to be Hawkman. Yeah. Cool. Car. Uh, I think number one, I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Two, Mister Miracle. Three, Plastic Man. Four, Hawkman. And five, Flash. Yeah. My number one is Superman. Ooh. <laughs> uh, number two... Shway. Uh, is, <laughs> number two is Mr. Miracle. My number three is... Wonder Woman, number four, Supergirl, number five is, I think. I, sounds like He-Man touching into the power of Grayskull. <laughs> uh, actually, I like number five. I think I'm going to go with Catwoman, actually. I think I have to edge out the Catwoman. I liked it. Fair enough. There we go. Huh? Um, Detective Comics last for everyone. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just check. I mean, I didn't read Plastic Man, but I probably put Detective below that just because of the I'm an effing shark. Oh, Plastic Man was good. Plastic Man, you know, was fighting for that fifth place. Yeah. I'll probably good now that it's over. I'll probably when I have some time, I'll I'll go and read it all together, and I'll probably enjoy it a little bit more. George, funny. I, I think this is the first time Supergirl's not been my number one since the new. Run it. It's not because this issue is any weaker. It's just because there's a lot of things this week that are impressive. Yeah, it, it was a good well, week. Yeah. Usually it didn't go up against Mister Miracle either. Yep. So, but Mister Miracle didn't even win. It was Superman. So. Yeah. Uh, and the new Wonder Woman runs exciting, and it was a pretty solid star. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no. Uh, there we go. That is that is um, as the show, uh, which means I can tell you what's coming next week. Yeah, uh, week good. three of the month. Where are we? As my list. Here we go. Uh, so later week, but we do have something big next week actually, uh, unless it's moved. But we should have Shazam issue one. Nope. Nope. No, that, that's gone. Yeah. You know what? Someone has said to me it moved to December, but I couldn't see any. Uh, any evidence I, of it, but. Yeah, I I got that trailer last night for the first time on the big screen. Oh really? And it was a hit with the people in my theater. And that makes me feel so good. Actually, do you know what I got? Uh, I've not talked about it in trailer talk yet, but I'll just mention I got the Happy Death 2 to, to trailer, Matt. Yeah, we, we, we you talked about that with me. Did I? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think we're, it was offline, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, offline. I, I definitely remember you talking about it. Was, it was not on a yeah. show, but yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But yeah. it was good. Um, it looked good. I just checked. Shazam is now dated for December 5th. Does that, is, is that why it's not solicited for January, then? Is because it, December's original issue yeah. is probably going to be in January now? Probably. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's fair. So that's a, that's a nice week one book, though. In that case, we will be asking questions for next week's show, both in the comments and on Twitter. Um, so please do give us your questions and we'll answer some of them on the show. Because it's going to be a late oh, week. Yeah. Because what's well, coming... Nice week. Super late. Yeah, it's a very late week. Because what, we what we have is Aquaman 42, we have Batman 59, Justice League 12, Justice League Dark number 5, and Batman Dam number 2. And unless I'm missing something, I think that's uh, it. There's no I don't Batman have Batman Dam. No Batman Damned? Jesus nope, Christ! But, but I so, also have Sideways Ted. Oh, yes. well, okay, that get pushed. Okay, fair enough. Right. Yeah. So we have Sideways Ted. So that's what? Five total books? Six total books? Five. And, and if you guys want to mess with, with 
Connor and, and Pete. Just stop making them read Hawk and Dove and and Brimstone and have them read Nightwing. Nightwing's double shipping though. They wouldn't get us to read both issues. We'd fall behind gradually as time went on. And that's okay. I mean, you guys have to read it. And that's, that's good enough for me. <sighs> so that's going to cause far more pain. The collusion here is 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 off the charts. Stop it's not the collusion when I tell people what they should do. All right? I learned that from the President of the United States. Okay? <laughs> no collusion. But I told you what to do. I want people to know that Matt is joking out his ass here. This is not a serious statement. <laughs> The uh, one of the new uh, Vertigo books starts next week. Uh, the Brian Which Hill one, uh, American Carnage. Oh yeah, I'm gonna pick that up. Yeah. We we have five books next week, so seriously, people, ask us questions in the comments. Ask us mm-hmm. questions on Twitter. I'll put I'll put out some tweets uh, before next week's episode because they're not giving us enough. And you know what? I'm looking down at week four's like monstrous week, and I'm like, God damn you, DC, spread these out a bit more. <laughs> Yeah, week four's got Heroes of Crisis and Doomsday Clock, assuming nothing's been pushed, which they might have been. It wouldn't surprise me. They probably have. Let's be honest. Even even if both of those aren't in that week, though, they're still like ten books. So Wait, yeah. Connor, you'll be here for week four, right? I see no reason why not. That means it's been pushed. Okay, because... so that means Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Actually, I think I think I saw Doomsday Clock was pushed. Uh... Yeah. See. No, no. I, I think I actually saw that that um, the other day. Oh, I'm so excited for that, but I'm not as excited as I used to be. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm not seeing it. Um, oh, yeah, that's been pushed then. Admittedly, I'm not really seeing Heroes in Crisis either. Oh no, there it is. It's okay. All right, Heroes in Crisis is still in week four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I imagine Doomsday Clock will just be sometime in December then. Yeah. Early December. Probably. All right. There's a winter special that week as well. They couldn't have given us that next week yeah because we could have, we could have done it next week actually no, yeah. that's okay car because we're doing that in the monthly with the other book we're doing oh we are aren't we yeah because the, the book we're doing in the monthly in december is quite short so we're, we're pairing it up with the the winter special anthology uh yeah. you heard it here first that's december's yeah, episode yeah. though yeah yeah still got november to get through first yes yes it's coming all right that is that is um that is the show what, what a haphazard wacky one this has been um but yeah, let us know what you thought of the books this week. Uh, make sure you ask us questions for next week's episode. Uh, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash TV, and you can do it over there. You get access to the bonus episode every month. You get other bits and pieces. But mostly just a warm, fuzzy, mildly fuzzy feeling inside your stomach for for supporting yeah. and feeling I, good. I see what you did there. Yeah, you did, Matt. Yeah, you did. Don't, don't I, laugh. He does it all the time. He appreciates it. Uh, so that, that was that pretty. That's pretty sweet. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're a pretty wang dude, Matt. Um, I am. So that wait a minute, that could have been bad. Oh. Anyways, keep going. Don't let me stop you. It's uh, my job to try to stop you, and if you let me stop you, then I win, and you can't have that. <laughs> this has been episode 130 of Comments from the Multiverse. Uh, thank you once again. Like, subscribe, all the usual things, all the all the normal things you do. And, you know, I almost make that part sound more boring intentionally because it really annoys me when you get obnoxious YouTubers who really go like, smash that like button and they do all these hand waves and all that. And I'm like, oh my you, God, you know calm down. Do? Yeah. It makes you not smash that like button. I agree. It's annoying. Uh, 
Because I don't do what you tell me. <laughs> that was almost a Rage Against the Machine lyric. Uh, exactly. That was, that's what I want to do. <laughs> but, you know, uh, if, you, if you'd like to... You know what me never fails to make me laugh? Yeah. Is the one with Owen Wilson. And, and if, you, if you say it out loud, it makes the Bulls on Parade sound. The one what though? That doesn't, what do you mean? The it's one? a meme. It's, it's, oh, right, got, okay. it's got Owen Wilson's face. It goes, you're supposed to go, wow. Um, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A chicken. Yeah. It never fails to make me laugh. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, 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 it's no, um, um, hey, demons, it's your boy. It's not that. That's, that's why my favorite's right now. I like that one. Uh, but hey, that's, uh, this is not meme talk. Maybe we'll start a new meme show. Call it, call it memes in the multiverse. <laughs> All I want to do is post you the, the shocked Pikachu face. Don't, uh, don't do, do Pokemon memes. They're the worst. That's a good one, that shocked face. Pokemon Pokemon's a, it was a mistake. Uh, you just lost some some likers. Pro- probably. I probably did. You know, Pokemon was a mistake. Apparently even Harry Potter fans don't like the new Fantastic Beast movie. So, you know... Maybe Harry Potter I was a mistake too. I am not going to comment on that. <laughs> Did you like it, Matt? I'm not going to comment on it. I don't want to give Connor a sense of, you know, I want him to go in as, as you know, yes. blank as possible. Yes, there'll, there'll, there'll be a late 1.21 gigawatts with Matt and Connor talking about Fantastic Beast 2 uh, yeah. in about a week or so's time. So you can look forward to that. Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, it's the crimes of J.K. Rowling. Um, so, yes, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us on this epic journey that's been comics from the multiverse. Um, that That's us. Thank you. Smash that like button. <laughs> Comment, subscribe. Uh, wang! Oh... And for the love of all things, whatever you do, never get stuck in the multiverse. Oh, not the multiverse! I just said it wrong! I've never got it wrong! 130 episodes, and I got it wrong. And you just did. You know why? Because you're Wang. Oh, I always remember never get to get lost in the Speed Force. <laughs>